to another episode of Dark Insight. This is episode 52 for March 31st, 2017. I'll be your host today, Jeremy Greer. We have a special guest, a birthday guest this week. Everybody knows Nikki. She's been on every single podcast in existence. <laughs> uh, happy birthday, Nikki, and thank you again for guesting on the show. Thank you for having me. This is great. Excellent. We've also got our normal host. We've got Clifford Goldsmith in the house. How are you, Cliff? Uh, tired, but good. Tired, but good. Excellent. Mm-hmm. And we've also got Charles Turner, a.k.a. Darth Vader. How are you today, Vader? Good. Good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> For those people that out there that don't know that, Vader does actually like to be called Darth Vader, so I was doing that on purpose. <laughs> um, today we've got a pretty lengthy episode. Um, as most of you know, the Dark Souls 3, the Ring City DLC came out this week on Tuesday. So uh, all of us have played through most of it or played through as much of it as we're going to play through and then quit it forever. Um, <laughs> so we're going to be talking a lot about that. Uh, we've got some news and some weather and some other things to cover first, and then we'll probably get into some kind of non-spoilery stuff. And then I'll put in a musical break, and then we'll get into some all of the spoilers that you could possibly want to hear about. But first, we're all old men here, especially Nikki, since it's her birthday today. So yeah. we, we have to talk about the weather. The weather. Nikki, what's, what's the weather like for you? It is 51 degrees and mostly cloudy. And yes, it's 51 degrees Fahrenheit. Is that right? Yes, Fahrenheit. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. The one true measurement. It's the only measurement degrees Celsius for people who want to know. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. What's math? God. <laughs> I didn't go to school for math. <laughs> it's, uh, what about you, Cliff? You, you, were, you were out and about in the city of London today. How, how was the weather? Uh, well, it was um, a bit dull to start with, but then it picked up later on in the day, and yes, yeah, it's, it's been okay. It's, it's not been raining, so that's that's good. Good. And Vader, what about yourself? Uh, um, it's so early in the morning, I'm not actually sure what today's going to be like, but I, we had some weather drama this week. Uh, my wife flew down to Christchurch for to go to sell her clothing, um, and it was supposed to be a day. A trip, uh, but Wellington Airport was closed because of fog, and so she got stranded. Oh no, that's not good. Um, so they, uh, good old Jetstar, was going to put her on a flight. She was supposed to, that was Wednesday, so they, they booked her in for a flight for today. So she said, screw that, and drove, <laughs> uh, <laughs> drove up the South Island and then caught the ferry across to Wellington. Um, and now Jetstar aren't going <clears> to refund her for her flight because they're jerks. Name. <laughs> So, yeah, we had some dra- weather drama this week. You guys always have some weather drama down there. Either it's people getting trapped on planes or earthquakes or hobbits or something's going on over there. Yeah. It's, it's raining hobbits. Here. Is it raining hobbits? It's raining <laughs> <laughs> that sounds messy and terrible and bad. It sounds like a bad time. It sounds like a seriously bad time. Yeah, we have our own version of that song, It's Raining Men. Yeah, that's. Uh, I was I was sitting here thinking of how to t- do that, but I'm not going to actually sing on the air. Nobody wants to do that. 
Weather in Louisiana is pretty normal this week. Uh, we've had some freak thunderstorms, which has been interesting. Uh, I almost couldn't leave my house the other day because we had freak thunderstorms and it flooded out in the front of my road. So, um, yeah, that's been fun. Otherwise, it's been pretty normal. Uh, I mean, I don't know, guys. It's like in Louisiana, you just like wait five minutes and the weather's going to change. So, <laughs> not a big deal. It sounds like you're living in high rule. It does like yeah. The thunderstorms are uh, <laughs> both Just annoying. Like it, I don't like. I can wear metal armor outside without any problems. I'm assuming I've never done that in my life. I wouldn't, so, I wouldn't maybe. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't recommend walking through a thunderstorm with a golf club and some metal armor on. Sure. Yeah, yeah that's probably a bad plan. <laughs> Let me go get my master sword and take a walk in the rain. <laughs> I just like unequipped everything when I'm in lightning storms. Yeah, yeah, that's Zelda. Sorry, not in real life. I don't just like strip. <laughs> just went into your inventory and unequipped everything in real life. Just walking yeah. around, just like yeah. You know, if no I could good. do it, I would. <laughs> well, you can, but you may get arrested. <laughs> if I could get dressed by um going into a menu option and just pointing, yeah, at that's clothes, what I'm saying. That, that would be fantastic. I would do that because then yeah. I could get up like. Three minutes before leaving instead of a half hour. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be cool. Hologram clothes. Yeah. Hologram clothes. Yes, that's exactly what I want to have. And then all of a sudden your hologram generator runs out of batteries. So you're just standing <laughs> in the middle of a place naked. I'm like, whoops, sorry. We just need like 3D printed clothes, but like super fast. And listen, the future. Yeah, the, the future is both terrible, terrible and wonderful at the same time. Yeah, yeah, just materialize yeah, things. Well, let's get into the one big thing of news uh, that came out. Uh, Destiny 2 was formally announced, Ooh, and yay. it was officially confirmed. There's a bunch of stuff leaked, as we talked about in the last week's episode, but uh, it's officially announced. PC version was confirmed. They released a trailer that <clears throat> apparently is pretty divisive in the community, and I'm kind of curious to get... as. As we're all, I don't know, I would call myself a huge Destiny fan, but as we're all big Destiny players on this on this podcast, I'm kind of mm-hmm. curious to hear your opinions on it. Nikki, what did you think about the trailer? I thought it was funny. <laughs> it was good. Um, I, I'm with Cade in that I'm sad that my stuff's going to be gone. <laughs> yeah, but that's, I like that's that a disappointment. They, I like that they address it right out. They're just like, you know, your stuff's gone, but we're going to move on from this. There's cool new stuff now. It's like, but I put money into this. <clears throat> so yeah, I'm there's so um, bitter about that. Like it's definitely especially the cosmetic stuff. Like if you've spent silver on gestures or emotes or mm-hmm. whatever you want to call them, like I really feel like that kind of stuff should should come over if not you know, I can, I can see them not bringing weapons and things over yeah. for people to be like OP or whatever, but like cosmetic but the gestures, and, that's yeah. just silly. So yeah. let that transfer over at least. I'm going to be really sad if Brian Wade can't um hotline bling all the way around all the way right? around the, the thing yeah because i just know how happy it makes him doing that like I, I, i'm kind of bummed i hate that song do you why so low you should hear um do you remember charles does not like doesn't, music. doesn't like music at all yeah it doesn't count as music it's that, like it's that's, music. That, that is totally music it's, it's good music Lil Wayne did a version of it um, where he he changed the words from, um, because the original words are, I used to call her on on her cell phone. And Lil Wayne's version is, I used to call her on the jail phone. Oh, my God. I play touch rugby. I'm up for a work team. And they they call us ourselves tri-line bling. 
Just nice. Try <laughs> you know, we scored a try touchdown, as you guys would call it in America. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we could try line bling, and it was the worst. <laughs> that seems that would be the best. You already have your theme song already planned. It's not a song. It's crap. Cliff, I'm sorry. We're gonna we're gonna not use your um, intro music this week. I'm just gonna put Hotline Bling as the intro music. So enjoy that. <laughs> Will we <laughs> not get like copyright bursted for that? <laughs> There's no copyright stuff on uh, Fireside. That was only SoundCloud. True. True. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> I've been hiding the entire near Automata soundtrack at the end of the podcast every week. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Cliff? You're a big Destiny fan. What, what did, you, did you were? I know you're really excited for two. What did you take? What did you make of the trailer? Fucking loved it. All in. Straight up loved <laughs> it. Yeah, fucking all in. I like yeah. that they're, they're, by the looks of things, they're, by what they're showing us, they're leaning heavy into the story elements and the characters characterization this time around because obviously they learned from the last one that having no characterization and no story is not good for a game very much. So, uh, <laughs> and I like, I like Cade. Cade is awesome. Right. I like Zavala, I like all of them. They're all good characters, and they all kind of bounce off each other. One's very stoic, the other's a fucking complete lemon. But mm-hmm. Nathan Fillion smashes it with as Cade. He's so good. Like it was just, at the end of the day, it's just a CGI trailer. It's not gameplay, so I don't know why people are kind of getting up in the arms about it. It's just a CGI trailer. Let's wait till May the eighteenth and let's actually see some gameplay before we start judging the, a game we haven't seen. You know what I mean? So yeah. Well, I, I can because I don't. Invader, I'm not. I'm not going to leave you out. I promise. But uh, I can definitely see why the tone of this trailer bothers me. For those that haven't seen it, it's um, you get kind of two trailers in one. There are scenes of I don't know who the guy is, but the guy it's the guy from Fringe. I don't know who the character is. But, okay, sure. That guy. <laughs> All of the names in Destiny are garbage. Like, don't at me. <laughs> They're just <all> garbage. <laughs> I'm with you. The I only the, the only name that makes sense in Destiny is the word Destiny, and everything else is just like yep. nonsense words. Um, but you get that dude talking, um, like kind of giving a rousing, like they, they, they destroyed us and we're going to go after them kind of thing. And that's intercut with, um, Cliff, who, who's the other guy? Cade six. Cade. Cade. It's just the Leland guy. So, uh, yeah, the guy from Firefly is how I would, I would say. <laughs> you got the guy from Fringe and you got the guy from Firefly, okay? It's really easy to remember. Oh, uh, it's but- the guy from Friends? Oh, my God. Okay, Fringe, sorry. yeah. Okay, Fringe, sorry. I'm like, <laughs> what? It's definitely, it's definitely Joey from Friends. Joey from Friends. Friends. That's funny, though. Okay, Fringe. Hey, how, how are you doing, Destiny? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a completely different game. It'd be a, a probably a better game if Joey was in it, to be honest with you. Hey. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Them spiting words. Uh, but Kate is given a similar speech, except it's not like it's it's definitely like a humorous take on it. Um, he's saying that like everybody there is garbage. They've destroyed all their stuff and they have to go get it back. And it's it's much more of a humorous take. So you're getting kind of two sides of the coin and. I don't know. The tone is just odd. It's just weird. Like he uses the word loot. He's like, don't worry. We're, we're going to go out there and yeah. get all of our loot, which mm-hmm. is just really the bizarre. Thing, the thing is though, Cade in the Taken King in the game, he was like that. He was just a yeah. right lemon. He sure. was like that. Yeah. He, they haven't changed him at all. I just think where it's weird, I think for people, because you have such conflicting speeches, sort of chip chop, chip chop like that. It kind of rumbles the tone a little bit. But I like that. I like that you've got the seriousness and you've got the silliness. Because 
you do have that in Destiny. You've got both sides of the coin. And I like Katie lightens things up. I don't want everything to be all misery. I uh I, I will agree with you. I, I I know that he is in the base game and that or mm. in the DLC or whatever <clears throat> that they eventually yeah. added, and he's probably easily the one character that I remember the most. Uh, besides the <laughs> other chick that was from Firefly too, she was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but like I don't know, like just the tone just seems weird. Like I don't know, I don't know. Like is the whole game going to be kind of goofy and jokey? Vader, what did you think about the about the trailer? Yeah, did you get I, I think I think all the dialogue in it is very cynical. It's like yeah, we're taking all your crap away. But there's going to be more loot. It's like it seems like it's poking fun at um, nerdy Destiny players who just like to collect more loot and loot and loot. <laughs> it's just too cynical and meta for me. Yeah, I think I think writing humor is a really difficult thing, and um, you need you need to do something better than this. Like contrasting this against what the ultimate serious and goofiness, like the ultimate seriousness of this, the like actual Destiny plot, which. I've played a lot of hours of Destiny and still have no idea what the ultimate de- Destiny plot is, but whatever. Because um, <laughs> it doesn't really have one. Yeah, it's, d- you're just protecting the last remnants of humanity well, and the traveler. So, well, that's why I think so cynical about it. It's like that was the whole point of Destiny One, and you kick some real trash in the game. Like you get super powerful and you take out all the dudes, and now you find out the dudes beat you still. <laughs> yeah, like they, they still <laughs> crushed. You know. Yeah, but these are different. The the Cabal Red Legion are like seriously dangerous. They've, but we still don't know how this has come about. Like, so once again, it's just a small trailer of a piece of we. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the game yet. The trailer's talking to like two different types of fans. Like, you've got your fans that get really into Mm -hmm. the lore of Destiny and the plot, and they're very serious about the story. And then it's the people that just like a good first person shooter, shooter yeah. and get cool shit so that's exactly yeah. it they splice mm-hmm. it together which made it kind of weird yeah but again they're talking to two different types of people at the same time which oh, is kind of cool yeah yeah and I, I and i can see that because the what i'm what i'm thinking of is the more serious side like i, I have pretty much no interest in whatsoever like the only time <laughs> that i really enjoyed destiny when i was when i was playing with you guys basically like yeah or brian wade or like playing with a group of people making it yeah. fun yeah, just yeah. being silly and having and fun. And the one mission that I remember probably the best out of all of the Destiny missions is the one where you go to get Kate's stuff and he's like kind of talking to you throughout the thing and he's like, "Wait a minute, where, where's my stuff go? Someone stole my stuff!" Like that that is very funny. Like, and I can, but that's the stuff that I I would want to see more of. But at a certain point, like Borderlands has done this, like it's the first person you know funny mm-hmm. shooter, and it's not that great. So I'm kind of worried that you know does Bungie have the writing chops to pull off like humor in a video game, which is really really difficult to do. To be to be fair, I don't think it's going to be chock full of humor. I think it's going to be more your serious lore, and you'll have splashes of Cade just lightening things up a bit every now and then. Do you think they'll actually put the lore in the game this time? Yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> I, I absolutely. I, if uh, they don't, they're gonna. These fans are gonna be so mad. Did they ever address what happened to Queen Mara? Because. I don't no, know if um, I ever figured that out. Like they just kind of left it open ended, and I was like, well, the, "Um, I need closure, you guys." The thing is, if you look in the trailer, though, there's guys wearing armor with the uh, queen symbol on. So mm-hmm. I've got a feeling we've we've got that faction, and she I may mean, come back. Okay, cool. Because I I like her. She's cool. I like mm-hmm. the whole awoken people. They're yeah. neat. Yeah. I have a uh, I have some breaking news. If, oh. you guys, if you guys want to talk about a rumor that just came out today, yes. are you interested? Yes, 
Um, apparently, uh, Sony's E3 lineup has leaked. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Would you like? Do you guys like to hear the um, the number one game that's on that lineup? Bloodborne oh, yeah. Two. Nailed it. Oh, my Bloodborne God. Two. Oh, game what? Look, the thing is, right? I want to talk about this, but I'm so fucking scared about Bloodborne Two after Dark Souls Three. Like, I am. Oh, shitting but they're completely different games. Yes, There's... but it seems like FromSoft have lost their way on how to make games. Well, but no, I've got I a theory think, on it. I think I with scared. with three, they were just kind of like, let's get this done and over with, and kind of half assed it. And yeah, do you think they're just... going to put more care into it? Because so much care went into that game. So do you think they just didn't want to make? Go on, sorry, Vader. Go on. I, I don't think it's that they half assed it. I think it's more that it was. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be done with it. I think yeah. I get a real impression, especially the DLC. I get a real impression that it, we were supposed to feel we were burnt out. Like, like hmm. uh, yeah, well, like we're gonna done. Let, let's, let's talk about that in the spoiler section because I, I've got opinions okay. about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, because, but um, but, I mean, but yeah, I, yes, Bubble Two. Fuck. Anyway, hype. Woo! <laughs> yeah, I just hope I've said this it, on Don't Give Up Skeleton like for the last probably fifteen episodes, but um, I. Man, I want them to do a completely different change of setting for Bloodborne too. Like, let this mm-hmm. be the Western Bloodborne. Yeah. Like the weird. Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> I want. I want. Like, I want to be we like Lovecraft in the desert. Yeah. Like, I want weird monster horses with saddles on them, like coming after me. I want to have like that would be cool. rolling the gunslinger. Rolling the gunslinger. Like, I want to have my duster and my cowboy hat fashion. I want to like trick Stop myself it. out Stop. with with, Stop. with pick. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have. Um, I want to be able to uh, equip spurs separately that don't do he, anything. They're just accessories. I want, I want there to actually be a horse. <laughs> yes, uh-huh. absolutely. Yeah. The spurs could be your rings, like like a rings. live. The spurs horse. could be your rings. Oh, Listen no. to Vader. That's perfect. Oh, that's oh, man. That is what good. about what about like your your gun belt? But you have like different bullets. Those are your rings. Just mm. also, listen. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, but I listen. Yeah. Or, or like, you can have different. Your holster. I don't know. Diff- yeah, different holsters. Uh, you can have different badges. So. Sheriff. Sheriff <laughs> badges. Yeah, come on. Like that so, would totally um, be a, like a covenant. You're a sheriff. Like, come on. One hundred. <laughs> I am. I am into that. One hundred percent. Yeah, that could be. I could actually cons- think about it. That could be the crux of the whole game. Is you're the new sheriff in town, and you get there. Oh and my like, god! Like they have. I don't even have... like westerns, you guys, but I can still play it. I grew up on westerns, and I'm so burnt out on it. So uh, I'll put a link in the show notes to this article cool. that uh, our friend Sean, aka the Lore Hunter, put on Twitter that I happened to be looking at when you guys were talking about Destiny. So that's how I found oh, that. Sorry. <laughs> Um, other notable games on this list are um, Death Stranding, which I think is Ooh. interesting. Knack oh, Two, yeah. something called Resistance Four, The Last of Us Part Two, Uncharted. Uh, mm-hmm. Square Enix has some stuff on here about uh, the Final Fantasy Seven remake, oh, and man. then um, cool the Avengers project. Yeah, I, I know that that there was an Avengers video game announced, but I haven't really seen anything. And there's something from Sucker Punch called Project Oscar that I don't know what that could possibly mm. be. I don't know. The name doesn't ring a bell. So take that with a, with a giant carton of salt because yeah. you know, this is, these kind of things happen all of the time. It's a really good way to get clicks. Um, it's a really good way to get those advertising bucks going. So like this oh, kind of yeah. stuff, but yeah, I, you know, I'm into it. I, I don't know that that studio would have had enough time to turn around to a Bloodborne 2 by this year. I was kind of expecting a big announcement next year, but I guess we'll mm-hmm. see. Yeah, it could be announced this year, released next year, though. 
<clears throat> True. Yeah, that, and that would be about the same turnaround that Bloodborne had, wouldn't it? Because they announced an yeah. E3 2013 and uh, released the following year. So I'm into that. Because so, the thing is, they probably it would probably be easier for them to make Bloodborne two this time because they've got a lot of assets already there that are already built that they can build upon. So it'll be quicker for them to build it than it did the original one. So. I, I'm gonna say. This Bloodborne 2 is just a smokescreen, and FromSoft's <clears throat> going to come out and say that we just remade Kingsfield. <laughs> <laughs> I could be into that, I suppose. I, um, I'd, I'd really like to go back and play those Kingsfield games. They're just they're like, awful. They're, they're, <laughs> yeah, the soundtrack is brilliant, but man, they are hard Yeah, the soundtrack's good. It's like the turns are too slow. You can't. You got. Uh, you're turning. You're... It's an action game with like a like a dungeon crawler control scheme and, and yeah. movement speed, and it makes it really difficult. Shadow Tower was the same way. Shadow Tower was really difficult. Fun. Any other news that we want to talk about? Uh, there was a update for Breath of the Wild that fixed some frame rate issues. That's true. Apparently, you're getting a better performance out of the docked. Switch configuration. Yeah. Um, although this, this came out, nothing on the for week. our Wii U's now. <laughs> well, last week, I can't remember. It came I out, I think, played. today. Um, okay. But it also it also came out on the Wii U, Cliff. So we we they did oh. update it, but I, I don't know that. Like I'm gonna have to go into that village that always like the, slows down to ten frames per second. Still <laughs> has issues, but it's it's mostly like areas with like lots of grass, like out in the woods and stuff. I don't know. I don't even notice an issue. The I had like oh my, one issue. The frame rates are different. Well, I suppose I'm playing on the Wii U. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it gets pretty egregious on the Wii U. Not enough to affect the playability yeah. or anything, and it's nothing mm-hmm. that I would really even care about complaining about. But you definitely notice it when going through the uh, the the village in the Lost Woods, like when there's so much stuff around. Like it just yeah, it gets down into like the teens, like it, which is which is pretty noticeable, um, and not great. Speaking of Zelda, I believe that's pretty much the only video game we've been playing this week. Yep, Dark Souls. Let's do a uh, let's do a quick Zelda update. Vader, where where are you at in the game? Are you are you going to go take on Ganon anytime soon? Um, I'm in the fourth Divine Beast at the moment. I okay. Last, I'm in there last night. Got in there last night and realized I had to go to bed so I could get up for this. Um, Vader so making yeah. the sacrifices for Dark Insight. We appreciate that, Vader. <laughs> so I've got one more I've got all 12 well, twelve memories from the, okay. the Sheikah Slate nice. and I've got one one more section of the map to unlock which is just north of the fourth divine beast that I'm at now okay cool um, which is for people to know it's the third one what about you Cliff where are you at uh, to be honest, I haven't progressed from when I last played because I've been so damn busy with everything. I've only really managed to dig into uh, the Dark Souls DLC. I haven't managed to play any Zelda this week. So cool, that's fine. Nikki, we haven't talked to you since the Switch came out. What what, what, what are your uh, what are your opinions on on <laughs> all things it. Zelda? It's my favorite mm. game. <laughs> it totally revitalize my love for the series because I've been kind of meh about it since high school. So it's it's the Zelda game I've been dreaming about since I was a little kid. Um, I'm trying to think of the last thing I did was I got lost in the mountains because I was going to go do one of the fine beasts. I still have two left. And I'm slowly 
making my way around. So I finished up my map and then I started chasing dragons because that's a lot of fun for me. And that's what I've been up to in Zelda. Shield surfing, chasing dragons. Oh my god, shield surfing is so much fun. Like I it's the I, best. I, I remember seeing that in the uh one of the like preview videos, but I just put it out of my mind and then accidentally did it the other day and was like, Holy shit, this is great. Especially once you get in the desert and you can find those uh those seals. Those are fun. Yeah, that's cool. Hey, have you guys fought the like the, the desert whale things? No, no, I need to. That's pretty cool. It's like, it's very June, like, because it hears you like running on the sand and chase you. Oh, it's man. Really cool. I haven't That's awesome. seen that. That sounds great. That is so cool. I need to go back and do that. Like, I think I'm going to like, hide on rocks and stuff. It's pretty cool. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's the, and they, uh, their items are used for upgrading. I think one of, which gear is it? For using upgrading your armor, um, so mm-hmm. they're kind of useful to farm for your high end levels of the armor. Oh man, I found the uh, I finally found an armor upgrade person, and uh, like oh man, I, I was pretty deep in the, not pretty deep, but like I've been exploring a lot, and, and um, I was able to upgrade all of the armor that I had, like that she That's would awesome. upgrade for me. It was felt really good. I was like yeah, what's your favorite armor so far? Um, I, I don't want to say because it might be okay. considered a spoiler, but there's a, okay. there's a certain armor that you get in Grodo town. If you do, okay. a, do a certain quest and it does something mm-hmm. special in the dark. I know yes. what it is. Yes. I should have known. Yeah. yeah on brand there, Jeremy. On brand. <laughs> yeah, on, yeah, I'm very much on brand. The, uh, the funny thing is, known. uh, there, you know, I think most people know about the quest like that you have to dress up as a girl to get into Grodo town or whatever. Yeah. So, uh, I got this armor set and I tried it on. And I was like, this looks dope. And then I ran out of the shop and then immediately everyone was like, who are you? Get the hell out of here. You got kicked out of town. <laughs> that's awesome. <clears throat> but yes, that's, that's so far. That's my favorite set. Um, I finally went back to dye some stuff and uh, like I've kind of improved some of the armor. So I'm, I'm looking forward to getting more though. Like I just want more and more armor. Like I wish, I wish it wasn't so dang expensive. So, so my biggest complaint with the armor is the upgrading's cool, and I like the great fairies. I like, I think they're kind of fun. Mm-hmm. This takes too long. I just want to, to push a button and have it upgraded. I don't want it to go through the little scene every single time. Yeah, because even if you skip it, you still have like the same amount of time for it to load up to where the yeah. scene ends. So and then it's got to pop pop up with the which it, that little jingle when you get something new is awesome. <laughs> it's such a cool sound. Like it never gets old. But just having to wait when you've got like 16 pieces of armor that you want to upgrade because you just found a new fairy and you, yeah, it takes a long time. And so I've just given up upgrading stuff. I'm like, I'm not going to wear that for defense. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> there is some weird uh, leftover Zelda baggage with this game. Like it's, it's frictionless yeah. as it appears like most of the time, like skipping certain things, certain cutscenes not being able to be skipped. Mm-hmm. Um and things like, you know, just like extended times to upgrade things. Uh, thinking specifically about like the Korok seeds and expanding your inventory. And like, you can skip that, but like, it's still going to go through a whole thing. <laughs> like, I just yeah. want to like, here's three, like, give me my slots. And then like, we don't have to literally do a dance in a song every time this happens. <laughs> I've got 50 Korok seeds. This is, I'm going to be here for a little while. So Yeah. But that's like, that's so classic Zelda though. Like they don't really expect... Um, like I'm reminded of Dark Souls one and donating covenant items that you had to do it like one by one every single time. So I don't know, maybe in Breath of the Wild two we'll, we'll be able to do that pretty easily. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that is my, yeah, I agree. It's my biggest complaint is the things take too long. Even cooking is fun the first few times. Um, see, Odin's more patient. He's, he's loving the game. He's, I go to him and he's got like no ingredients. I'm like, where's all your food? And then you go across to the actual cooked food and it's just, he's got like three pages worth of cooked food. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I've got like six items at most, like at a time, like, so I just can't be bothered. I start to go to cook what I need at the, before I go off somewhere and then I just get bored and then stop. Um, I'm still in the in the love phase and the love affair phase with cooking. Like I, I really, really enjoy like putting stuff in there and his Link's dumb little face as he cooks something Dude, really special. Cook armor like upping ingredients. Yeah, because if you can get that plus three, you're only taking like a fourth of a heart. In yeah, that, that makes a significant difference in That's finding like some changer. some huge huge enemies. So it makes yep. me fearless. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I just the the armor generally the the knight soldier's armor or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. I've got that leveled to level three, and oh, it's nice. mostly just things don't hurt me much. <laughs> I just run around the uh, Shika armor because I loved Sheik a lot when I was younger, and I'm just like, I'm finally wearing Sheik's armor. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew that um, Zelda was going to give us the fashion souls that we've all been craving? Right. So. Um, Let's get into the Dark Souls 3 Ring City DLC, everyone. Um, yes. Let's do about 10 to 15 minutes and talking about some like some generalities and some things that we think. And then we'll do a, a little bit of a break for spoilers just to give people a chance to bow out if they don't want to listen to all of us complaining. No, I'm kidding. All of us talking about the <laughs> DLC. Um, I was really impressed with the way that this thing looks uh the way that you get to it is pretty goofy like you literally just like there's they just put an extra bonfire in essentially in two different locations like so now that you have like literally a bonfire like i don't know like what six feet from another bonfire like it looks so goofy but whatever uh but man this thing makes a really powerful first impression yeah um i think it's it's quite good to look at it's very inception-esque Dante's Inferno twisting it's the design of the place is awesome like the way it looks is pretty rad yeah I think it's just a an absolute visual like powerhouse like it's Dark Souls has never looked this good before like there's there's been moments in the series uh, specifically Bloodborne and like some of the Dark Souls 1 stuff that looks just is very striking but like this is some of their best ever design work from a just from a pure visual perspective not getting into the actual level design which I'm sure we're going to have some thoughts about but like all of the skyboxes the the greenery the just everything just looks so so cool the bosses are animated extraordinarily well I think better than they ever have been before like all of this stuff looks looks, looks so good yeah the, the ring city itself looks like something from uncharted 4 like, it actually it really does like it gives you that kind of uncharted 4 like I'm gonna like as you're you entering in some city then like looking down upon it like that's 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 a good example you really feel like you've found something that hasn't been seen for a long time um, <laughs> which is cool so there's some real good feels in there. But. Did you guys, um, I guess, show of hands real quick, uh, we'll go around the room. How many of us have actually finished it? And by finished it, I mean beat the last story, boss. Nikki, are you there yet? No, I walked it. I'm at the last boss. Okay. And Cliff? Uh, I just beat the second boss, so I don't know how far I am from the third. Okay. 
And Vader, you finished it because I know you helped me finish it. <laughs> yeah, my hands up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Me, me and Vader finished it together on my save, so that was that nice. was really really fun. Um, I'm at the last boss. You you know I'm at the last boss. I walked into it. Yeah, the, the listeners else? haven't heard us like be on the mic. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. People okay. playing Dark Souls. Listen, <laughs> listen here. I know, I know. Before I know. we started recording, <laughs> I walked in there, and it was the time. <laughs> Um, do you guys have any kind of non-spoiler thoughts? I thought there would be a little bit more to talk about, but I guess almost all of it's kind of spoilerish if we consider it. I love it. I love it a lot. I love it a lot. I love it so much. It's like I'm playing Dark Souls 2 again, which I loved because I didn't have the first game as a sort of frame of reference. And it's just feeding me little things. And I'm like, oh, my God. And the scenery is like, oh, my God. And the monsters are like, oh, my God. And it's good. Like, I'm getting frustrated, but it's the usual soul's frustration of just trial and error, and then I gotta be sneaky, and then I just gotta brute force it. Go ahead, Vader. um, I think a lot of my problem with it is uh, I'm not as patient as I used to be. And with Dark Souls 1, that's all I had at the time. I was a poor student and had, couldn't afford many games. And there weren't too many games I was interested in, uh, to be honest. Whereas now, <laughs> there's a lot more. And so I'm getting frustrated quicker than I think I would have um, if I had this three years ago. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I don't know. I think part of my, yeah, my problem is, is with, the, with the DLC is, is personal, uh, as well as a few issues with the actual DLC itself. So I think it's a combination. Cliff, where are you at on it? Um, I love the DLC itself. I think enemies' HP pulls are bullshit. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Mm, yeah, that's my that's my biggest gripe with it. Like, if they were just to tone down the HP pulls, I think I'd have be having a whale at time. Whale at like, time with this DLC. Like the standard enemies or the bosses? Fucking everything. Oh. Everything. Yeah, you just gotta everything. be strong. I'm hitting my mate. I'm a pyro. My pyro hits for 700, and my main weapon this, is like 750. You, you know what I'm feeling? Struggling. I'm, I'm feeling like this DLC is a big f you to magic users. So I'm feeling good about it, and maybe that's yeah. why I love it. What, what's your what's your what, what's your main what, what's your point? Uh, your damage output on your main weapon? 590. My main weapon's hitting for 650. Yeah, see, my, my, I don't my sword, know. and I'm I'm still struggling. Those, uh, yeah, we'll get into that in spoilers see, anyway. I think my the biggest issue I have with Dark Souls Three in total is it re- it really feels like strong heavy weapons uh, win the game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I've I'm always Dex, and so I struggle through Dark Souls Three main game because I wasn't using heavy shields and and my my katanas just weren't stunning people. Yeah. I actually had to switch to a heavier weapon. And the Lothric Knights, especially in this DLC, I can just slap them around now. Whereas before, it was like a, a a marathon fight with every single one. It would take me, you know, like five minutes of like toying with them, doing tango backwards and forwards. Whereas whereas the heavy weapons seem to just make it a lot easier to... Definitely. To but which which I don't like because I prefer the, the quicker... Um, two weapons. Um, yeah. I so I think 
that was the problem with Dark Souls 3 in general. I think it, it really favours, as Nikki says, strong people. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm like, I always love the big swords. Like, give me the biggest sword I can have, and I just gear my build towards that. Like, I just want to be able to have good armor, a big sword, be able to roll a bit, and have, you know, just whatever shield that's low weight that can block 100% damage. And then I'm happy. Cool. Mean the I, big mean, I mean, that's what I'm rolling as a pyro. Like I've, I've, I'm using a shield with good stability. It's got 100 obviously percent damage blocking, and I'm using the um, it's that sword that came in the last DLC. That's a great sword built for pyros. That when you use the R2, it puts dark onto it. Oh yeah, that, that cool. thing's fucking powerful as shit. But I'm yeah, I'm still still struggling, still struggling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even um, with the heavier sword, there were certain enemies. Yeah, just were still quite hard. Are you a new game plus or a new game? Where's everyone playing? Uh, I'm doing oh, a new game right now. What were you about to say, Jeremy? Sorry, we cut you off there. Oh no, it's cool. okay. Uh, you guys can go ahead. I was curious. I'm, I'm kind of curious. Were you, are you a new game or a new game plus? I am a new game. Yeah, I haven't uh, started new game and, plus now. And what level is everyone? I'm at one twenty. <laughs> Uh, I went in at 89 and now I'm 107. Yeah, I was started in the um, early 80s and now I'm, I think I'm close to 100. I might be mid 90s to 100. Um, I, man, I, Cliff, I'm really surprised that you're, you're like with the damage output and like level 120 that you're having this much difficulty with it. Uh, and this isn't like a get good thing at all. Like I, I no, went into it. But I'm this, this, near, this near is one of the issues as, as you and uh, you and Nikki like. I'm doing. I'm in like the 450, 500 with the <clears throat> Moonlight Greatsword, and it's it's weird because like I I don't find any of the enemies problematic one on one, but it's it's because of the enemy encounter design where they group several <clears throat> huge yes, enemies yes, yes, yes. all in one area with yeah. you know that mm-hmm. apparently have infinite stamina and like eight yeah, hit yeah. combos. Like that's mm-hmm. that's that's, that's when I start. That's when it starts wearing me out. <clears throat> um, I'm really like if you had told me. In 2012, that I'd be kind of iffy on Dark Souls 3 DLC. I'd been like, whoa, what happened to Dark Souls 2? But also, I would have been completely surprised because, I, I don't know, man. Like, I I feel the same way about Ashes of Ariandel, where I'm, I'm really mixed about both of these DLC packs. And kind of like Cliff mentioned as earlier, as we were talking about Bloodborne 2, like, a lot of people are giving from credit and saying, like, hey... You know they're just they're just worn out with this series, and this was a contractual obligation, so they're just you know not even putting the effort in, and like this they just want to, like you know this is going to be just you know they were just pushing this out the door, and uh, I don't I don't really want to think that about from software. I don't want to think that about any oh. game developer who's probably spending fifty to seventy hours a week of their lives making this thing to to put it out there for our enjoyment, our enjoyment. Excuse me. Um, it just seems like they. It really seems like, and this this DLC has confirmed to me that they have a different idea of what what makes this series good, and it's mm-hmm. not the idea that I had. Um, yep. And I think with that, we should probably take it into spoiler territory because I'm sure yeah. nobody, if if nobody has had a chance to mainline the game like we did in the, in the very first week, then uh, we don't want to spoil them. Um, if you're continuing with this into the spoiler break, excellent, awesome. If not. Uh, you can go look into the show notes of all the podcast of the podcast and find links for every single person on it and go check out darkinsight.net and we'll be right back with a completely spoiler filled discussion of yeah. Dark Souls 3 the Room CD DLC yeah. 
I'm 145 in New Game Plus. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry about that, Peter. I'm You got that's that's staying in. Oh yeah. Yeah, just keep, yeah. keep the long pause. Yeah, we'll just keep the long pause like so that I can. <laughs> we'll just all gonna talk over a music break is what's going to happen. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Uh, amazing. Um. So let's. I don't want to do. Uh, let's get into talking about it. I don't think we need to do a full on bonfire side chat exploration like no. walk through no. the level. No, but I very much true. want to approach it from a like let's start at the beginning and all discuss our. You know cool. our, our our likeness, our the stuff that we like and the stuff that we don't. So, uh, you, I spent two hours on these show notes with all the items and people. <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> I, didn't didn't know, just, I saw the show notes and I was like, Vader, what you doing, Doc? We only got two hours. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to put out another separate episode where Vader just reads the item descriptions for every item. And <laughs> yes. I'll do it. I'll do it. I know. Hey, you record yourself doing it. I'll put it on Fireside on Sunday. I promise. We'll, do, we'll call it the, the Dark Souls 3 Ring City Compendium or something. Those are so good, though. Like it's like the, uh, the the least efficient way possible to read item descriptions. Yeah. <laughs> Why go to a wiki page when you can listen to Vader tell them to you? <laughs> It sounds super efficient. It does. Yay. It sounds super efficient. Uh, fast forward to one minute and 37 seconds to get to this great sword. One minute and 47 <laughs> seconds is this great sword. <laughs> um, so we, we open up this DLC and we, we kind of get teleported in. And uh, Im- immediately right off the bat, you're confronted with an enemy that is summoning constant, like a swarm of these like creepy crawler enemies. And... Uh, do these guys ever stop spawning at all? Yeah, they do. You can like, clear it out. Oh man, like I, I felt like I was because at first I didn't realize that they were being summoned. I thought it was just a caster over there being a, doing caster stuff. Uh, so like I, I tried to kill all of them and they just kept coming. Eventually, I killed the summoner and it, you know, that kind of stopped it and I was able to clear it out. But man, like right off the bat, they're just oh, they're just swarming you with enemies. And I think this is going to set the tone for the entire DLC, which is yeah. basically rush through an area. <laughs> and that's that's really it. Well, you see the. <clears throat> These enemies, there's a room uh, a bit further on. It's quite early. It's in this first section, um, and it's a secret area where you go up mm-hmm. and you find um, the like the murky long stuff. I think it is. And they just, I had to run through. I died like four times trying to clear the area up because I just, no matter how many I killed, they just continually spawned. Like I don't think you can clear that room no. out. You I can't. Think that's the one stop. spot where they just keep coming. Mm-hmm. So the idea yeah. is just move forward and then. Hug that, the wall to that, avoid the like big patch of them. That's fine. Like, like, well, they had a similar thing in um in the main game where the you know the graveyard kind of spot mm-hmm. heading to um the cathedral of the deep, and that was fine. That was manageable. Whereas this, you're in a tight, confined space, and these things would, I think, four hits would kill me. Yeah, from these guys. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, I, I honestly didn't have too much of a problem with it because if you roll at them it staggers them so you can just roll the fuck through everyone and just off you go yeah but then the the casters turn to like angry ghosts that run at you like ghostbusters it's like and they like <laughs> yeah, one shot yeah. me look like they you turn into gotta... giant um, humanity sprites is what it looked like yeah to me. yeah sure that's you roll it that's they do they got arms though they got like floppy arms whereas the sprites don't have arms but but there's just, you walk into the end room and like four of them do it at you like at once. I walked in and died. Like, <clears throat> I was like, what the heck is that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel a lot of like they, everything's set up to make you rush through. And so you're going to miss a bunch of stuff. But then like going back and 
homing through the area. It's like, oh, this is a lot more manageable than it was when I didn't know this area's layout. Yeah, see, so that's, that's pretty that's, cool. That's what being my problem. I've gone hot and cold with this um, the DLC. I was really angry with it, and they kind of co-opted uh, some stuff with a buddy. Mm-hmm. And was feeling a lot better about the DLC. And there's some real, like, stellar moments where you kind of just, like, feel, oh, this is, like, back to Dark Souls. I'm, like, really excited to go see what's around the corner. And then last night I went back to through because I realized I missed a whole bunch of stuff making the show notes. And I realized why I hated it. <laughs> I got really angry again. Because the stuff, even though I've leveled up since starting this DLC, coming back to these first areas... It's just a real dick move, some of these areas. <laughs> and having having to, every time you die, having to run and just drop down all these stupid drop-offs was super annoying. Right. So cool. <laughs> the, um, yeah. I, I think I think that mixed feeling is exactly where I'm at right now. Um, and very specifically with co-op. I, I've really, more than just about any other area besides the optional, like, specifically co-op areas in the Dark Souls 2 DLC, this really feels like you're meant to have a buddy with you pretty much all the time. From the, the multiple enemies that will aggro on you all the time, from the the bosses that all seem to have multiple things to keep track of in a side of the same fight, um, mm-hmm. all of this stuff. Um, it's, it's almost like they want the community to come together each other out with this final DLC. Like, here you go, guys. Let's all have a grand time together. Which is which is good. I just, again, it gets away with, with from what I actually want from a Dark Souls game, I think, is, mm-hmm. is, is my issue. Like, immediately after this first area with the summon guys, and uh, I guess we also should talk about, like, this one big dude that's gonna be pretty much all around this DLC. Like, it, he's this, like, big dude... I, partic- I kind of enjoy fighting this dude one-on-one. Like, he's tough. One-on-one. He's got yeah. a large enemy pool, but, like, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's he's kind of a decent little mini-boss. Like, this, yeah. this kind of feels to me like, um, oh, I'm trying to get, I can't think of the example. I'm, I'm trying to think of from Dark Souls 1. But he feels like this kind of a, an appropriately, appropriately strong and uh, dangerous mini-boss. Like, he's guarding one little area. It's uh, the Herald Legion Knight. The Herald Legion Knight. I'm so glad Thanks that someone did all the nice. research for this podcast, so I didn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, what's cool? The design of him's really cool as well. I think his, some of his attacks are a bit rubbish, like his continual bash that just goes forever. Uh, uh, see, I don't mind his combo. Like his hey, combo, we get like, away. Yeah. yeah, once he started the combo, like because he, he always ends it with that dive where he jumps way up in the air, and that's. That's a free two or three hits right there. So yeah, yeah, and, sure. and he really telegraphs that combo so slowly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. really raises it up. You can just get straight. You out can of you can just like circle around and then yeah. you gotta just roll through. But I discovered attack. something cool about him this morning. You can one shot those guys if you get a plunge attack on them. Not a new game plus. What? <laughs> <laughs> Not well, only can you uh, can you one shot them, but you get a really cool uh, custom animation where you yeah. shove your sword right directly into their weird. Uh, what? <sighs> See, right they're now. like they're like Gary sort of armor bird's nest face. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you look at it, it, looks like they're possessed by humanity. Exactly. Yeah. It's what so that, cool. What, yeah. Well, now what that actually is, if you um, if you look into the Lord, you know, you get the um, the dark sigils. And the humanity bleeds out of the dark sigils. It's just a giant dark sigil with humanity pouring out of the hole. That's what that's what that is. That's cool. 
yeah. But I didn't realise you could one shot them by plunging. That now makes sense on yeah. the next area because there's a few of them, but there's a bridge that goes over the top of yep. them. I didn't know that. That now makes mm-hmm. that area so much more manageable. Yeah. They, they need it's, to it's make still this garbage. shit more of you. It, it's still garbage. <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah especially in plus because I drop off, do 80% of their health for one guy, then I jump off and then get swarmed by two others. So yes. you gotta got time it just right man run that away I, I'll plunge and then run I'm just like I'm out I'm no, gone plunge up. and run that's, that's, that's the strategy plunge and run plunge and run I finally summoned help like for an area and not a boss and it was that awful swamp area because I was just like I need two guys to help me clear this out yeah, so I can get I, everything I had to summon to um, to even get to that area because I just kept being around the corner and, and something would kill me and I just got fed up. So I summoned to push through. It's the first time I've yeah. ever summoned to push through to oh. the next bonfire. Um, it's rough. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, uh, I think we've missed a giant chunk, haven't we? That's yeah, we just Sorry. Yeah, Sorry. Totally my fault. We're all good. That, 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 all of that stuff comes up a little bit later, but first we are introduced um, to our first of very many times that we're going to be falling in this DLC. Uh, <laughs> cool. And can I, can I just say, I think it's extraordinarily bad design if you have to put a sign and a, you know, a player phantom gesture pointing down and, and say within the sign mm-hmm. that says uh, just like, yeah, Fall, it won't jump, kill you won't you. die. Jump, yeah. you won't die. But it's cool that they used uh, what's his butt to be the phantom pointing down that okay. got you into the painting. So it's like he's leading you all the way through all this garbage. Uh, and then yes, with, that's what I mean. It's so mixed. The feelings about this. I think it's like that's especially cool. when you die lots, you run. They have to keep running back, and you got to fall, and you got to try and time the roll. You don't have to do the stupid stagger. <laughs> but then it's just so it's kind of garbage but then it's also cool as you say that an NPC is guiding you and you're there being especially how the DLC ends mm-hmm. I just like I think there's a lot like think of it think about Blighttown and and trying to find ladders in Blighttown and how they they very cleverly marked all the ladders as uh with Lanterns. torches on them so that mm-hmm. you could kind of like it was just a natural environmental way to to discover you know, hey, I, this is the way that I progress through this area. Like, as opposed to a literal sign and a literal yeah. phantom <laughs> yeah. pointing there's, downwards. There's a couple spots where they don't have a phantom pointing down. You just, you see a big pile of ash, and it's like, oh, I'll be safe. Like, I got knocked off an edge, and I thought I was dead, but then I fell into a pile of ash, and I was like, oh, what? Yeah, was, that, was that by the little bridge to the right when you're going? I think I so. Did, I didn't find that secret area. Um, I think I fell down this. in there. Yeah, it was crazy. You see, I'd never find that because you literally have to like turn the camera completely vertical and look down <laughs> to see the ash in an area where enemies keep spawning and falling on you and do eighty percent of your health. <laughs> so, yeah, this uh, it's bad. Almost from the very beginning, like I, I think I died twice after falling this first time, and you follow through like. And people probably saw this because the gameplay trailer they released before the DLC included this. Like, they fell through, like, some glass and landed in a place where there was enemies so spawning. Cool. Um, which is very cool the first time that you do it. But just like <laughs> any, the of these, yeah, any of these bespoke pieces that they put into this, like, you're going to die a lot. And you're going to see oh, this yeah. whole thing, this whole drop thing. 
so many times. And by, you know, the third <laughs> time I was like, well, this is just, okay, or whatever. Um, but then we're introduced to everybody's favorite new enemy, the angel turrets. <laughs> oh, those are cool. I hate them. <laughs> yeah, they, these are like floating, um, Fucking obvious looking angel machine things. guns. But they're cool. Like and they, oh, they no. just yes. Fucking machine gun turrets in okay, the dark. Okay, but Damn. but listen, we get so much like garbage in Lothric Castle about angels, and now we're finally seeing. The Lothric Angels, and they're just yeah. complete bullshit. It's great. Yeah. I love it. That's that's the oh. thing is like you get all of this lore stuff about them, but when you finally meet them, they're just literal like they're a they're assholes. Yeah, they're just a machine gun. Like it's ridiculous. But, but then you find their like host, and they're those like guys that are like you see petrified ones all over Lothric Castle, and it's like oh my yeah. god, we're, there must have been like an army of these back when this kingdom was. Freaking good and awesome. I thought the I thought the um, undead I thought the undead butterflies from the, the actual main game. I just thought it was like unhollowed version of them. Yeah. Um, you see, the first one I'm okay with, and this is just foreshadowing that Bloodborne Two is going to be set in World War Two, and it's going to be warfare. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but what if if it was like World War One? Because Lovecraft had wanted to be in World War One, but he missed it by like five years anyway <laughs> sorry that's a completely different topic <laughs> but these uh, guys are, are total jerk faces and they're um, awful for... this one I, I don't mind this one i can get behind yeah because it's so easy to deal with i still haven't found the maggot for the second one <gasps> you have to drop down yeah you you run to the shack way on the far end and then you have to angle your camera in hopes that you don't miss the drop down I, and land on this branch you, you land on the branch, and then, well, you have to stop off in the one shed, and then you make a beeline. You wait till his yep. back's turned to you. Yep. Have the slumbering dragon crest ring on. It helps. Well, it doesn't that, actually help, because this guy spots you anyway. But then you run, and then you drop down, and then you get him. He's down there being a little... I had a feeling he was down there, because I, I managed to see. I But, yeah. I managed to find a third one, but the second one I still haven't found. I've just gone back. I miss it's items. Awful. Which I discovered when I was going to make the show notes mm-hmm. that um, I'm going to keep referring to it. The giant door shield is down like a little path down yeah. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, you should that's, actually. That's the, that's the gimmick to these to these angels is that um, they're basically unkillable. I've, I've heard mm-hmm. a couple of people say that they managed to get them with like a bow, and I've also heard people say I got it all the way down to the end of its health and it just regenerated all of its health. And yeah, I think that with, I killed. Cause I got fed up looking for the mayor cause I kept dying cause I can't go three feet without it killing me. Um, but it's does so much damage. So I, I shot it and killed it with a bow and it just respawns. Yeah. Once it respawns, like it just continually like starts shooting at you again, but they're tied to these like weird tree maggot things. And if mm-hmm. you find those and kill one of those, then the thing will stop respawning. And then you can kind of go through the area unimpeded because otherwise this, these things, and there's three of them in this first section of the level, these things will, will not stop shooting stuff at you. And it's very much like the uh, old Yarnum in Bloodborne where, the, where you had uh, Jora, Jora, Jura, whatever. Yeah, Jura. You had machine gun man up there like firing at you constantly. So you kind of have totally to. what it is. Yeah, you kind of have to make your way through a series of. Co- like, it's a cover shooter at this point almost. Like, you're not shooting. It's like, like cover. 
There's, there's cover. cover. Oh, there's plenty of cover, man. Like, you can go in the third area. area. Yeah. Cover, yeah. Not the oh, third yeah. area. In the third area, there's yeah, you, once you get into the caves, like they can't really get to you back there. And, yeah. You know, once you start getting... Um, you just kind of have to, to like it. You got to panic roll. That's all you got to do. You got to yeah, run, gotta and then you got to panic roll. <laughs> Plunge and run, yes. and run and panic. Yeah. <laughs> and cry a little bit, and then start chugging your Estus, and just pray that you find the host <laughs> so you can kill it. Yeah, this is when I was getting real frustrated with the DLC. Um, mm, yeah. This is a- they went in there. It would have been a lot of fun, this area. Like, if Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first Agreed. one fine. Totally agree. If the the next two went in there, this would be a really cool area. Or mm-hmm. if they were more like the Moonlight Butterfly, and you could actually kill them. <laughs> or they just give you a little bit of room to breathe. There was like, and they have to have like they down charge and they have to recharge their wings, which gives you room to move. But it's like, fuck off, you motherfuck! I died so much to them; it was horrible. I actually, you know, on, the, on this section, I was annoyed at this section because I wasn't, I didn't have my normal Dark Souls routine of like staking my claim in some territory mm-hmm. where, you know, I'm slowly moving and I'm killing enemies. And then once I've killed it those enemies, I can kind of rest and look around and take in like this. You just have to keep going forward constantly at your highest momentum. But I don't know if it's because uh, a while back, Dark Souls 3 basically turned into Sonic for me. <laughs> I've, I've literally just been running through this series like you know I, like at some point I, I started as a magic build and that didn't work so I just started using spook and the slumbering dragon crest to literally oh run past God. everything to a boss you became you became a speedrunner I became yeah. a speedrunner and and I think I put this, this on Twitter That's like awful. I died twice and then I just started running all over the place like and once I did that like it was pretty easy to see like the path of cover that they expected you to take and mm-hmm. then look around that and to try to find secrets like even with the angels firing stuff I still found a bunch of secrets like a bunch of items and stuff that were kind of hidden out of the way. And just like Nikki said, like I was panic rolling and chugging Estus the entire time because yep. I knew I wasn't going to fight anything. So why, why save them to my Estus at that point? That's, that's what I mean though. This is Dark Souls, not fucking Metal Gear Solid. Oh, and, that's, I mean? and that's the Sorry. thing. Like <laughs> this is, this is exactly what I was talking about when I said that this is why I'm mixed so because I don't feel like this is a Dark Souls game. Like I hate to, I'm, I'm not some gatekeeper that, you know, has that I'm gonna <laughs> tell people what they can and cannot call Dark Souls. But this doesn't mm. this isn't anything about like any of the games that I've ever liked before. And it yeah. goes on for a significantly long time. This is a good yeah. probably first 30 well, percent of the DLC, you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I spent eight hours to get past the first boss. Oh, Vader, what what did you do? I was there for about four and a half, maybe five. I was there for a long time. Uh, well, Until not I summoned someone and then I finally just went through. It feels like you have to summon just to get through this damn DLC constantly. I didn't I didn't summon anybody until the boss of this area. Yeah, that's what I did. I just Well, I just summoned the two NPCs and they tanked him for me. So right, that was I, cool. I had to summon because that stupid fucking pyro that's just up the ledge. <laughs> oh, God. God, I knocked her off the ledge, <laughs> and then she was just standing, and I, I lost her. So I went back around to kind of back down the uh, the tree roots, and she was like walking into the wall trying yeah, to get same. back to where she starts, you know. Exactly. And so I, I I shot her with an arrow, and she whips around and comes w- running towards me. And so I run up to see if I can 
get a better look at her from the other side, and then she vanished. Like, she was gone. I couldn't find her. I ran around the entire swamp, and she (laughs) was just gone. I was like, all right, well, I guess I have to go. Well, I cleared out the rest of the area, like, got all the items, and then sat at the bonfire, and then brushed up, and she was a pain in the ass, but she was fine. I I didn't have that much trouble with her. I thought I was really smart, because um, I ran past her. And, as, um, you know, as soon as you get to the other side, there's an angel directly in front of you. <laughs> and she was giving chase. So I like ran past it. And um, <laughs> there was a like I, at some point, like after I killed the angel, I went back and there was an item right there. And it was the desert sorceress hood. And did the angel kill? Did I did the angel kill this chick for me? Because oh, that was yeah, probably. No, they, yeah, do, they it, do. They do kill they enemies. Totally yeah. Attack enemies. Yeah. Yeah, they aim at the little uh, thief dudes. They yeah. aim at anything that isn't, uh, yeah, the little thief dudes. and obviously That is funny. Yeah. So I smacked her so hard that I knocked her into the wall, into the like, <laughs> cave wall. And so she's like running up and down. She could hit me and I couldn't hit her. And I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so I quit, and re- I, I quit and reloaded and she was spawned back out. And then she killed me. And then I knocked her off the cliff like you did, Nikki. And yeah, I down the, and the swamp down the blow. Um, That's good. And she hits, she hits hard. Her flipping she whips do like a third of my health. Whips aren't her that strong. Whip, <laughs> one combo from her whip would would kill me. So I had to. Uh, well, I'm excuse me. I'm running around with a uh, Yorm's machete. So I've got big, strong weapon with my forty base strength. I'm ridiculous right now. So I, I can stagger the uh, the different NPC like phantoms and stuff, which is nice, but. It's basically I had to hit her once and then roll to the side and wait for her to finish her combo and then smack her again. It was just a lot of being patient and not doing any cool yeah. moves. Just boom, boom, <laughs> boom, boom. When she went to Chuck Estes, boom, boom. So yeah, they that it's just not a very fun fight right here. No, um, there's there's some but cool stuff cool in the swamp that, that she's she can a pick desert up. sorceress. Like I thought that was neat. I like the. Well, area like for what it is like i was like oh my god i'm back yeah this is this is this is yeah literally one of the bonfires is named the earth and peak bonfire and like you're walking around so cool mills everywhere who yeah show of hands who tried to burn the windmill i did who 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 took out their torch tried to burn i did i I totally did and there was a message and i I was just like, why can't I give this like 100 likes? Because this is so good. <laughs> the memories. I was very fond of Dark Souls 2. I guess it was my first. So any sort of throwback to 2, I'm just like, oh, this must be what everyone's feeling for the throwbacks to 1 that I don't get. So it's yeah. cool. I thought it was cool. Um, and like the some peak is on its side, which is kind of fun. Yeah. Um, like the. Still doesn't thing. make any sense. That whole level design area. Yeah, this is, is bullshit. This, you know, <laughs> I haven't I haven't delved off into the lore of this at all. Like I haven't looked at the. Um, Vadi did a video this week called like the Ten Secrets or whatever. And I know um, Richard Pillbeam is working on some, some lore stuff, um, and I'm I'm going to be very interested in what he has to say. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think this makes any more sense than just about any other callback. Like it's just Dark Souls two this time. Like instead of Firelink Shrine showing up and instead of, you know yeah. Onion Bro, you've got Desert Sorceresses and uh the Earth and Peak. Like it's just well, that. About that, we haven't actually talked about the NPCs. We had the stone humped hag right at the beginning. Nothing mm-hmm. special. She's just a merchant. And then Lap. Lap. Who the heck's Lap? Is he patches or is he singling? <laughs> or 
both. I, I, I think that. he's a bit. I think he's a bit of both because uh, that's what he's saying. He's confused, and because obviously he was pretending to be Sigurd, and I, I don't think he remembers. And I think he's a bit of both. I I finished his quest line before we all got together. So yeah, he he is one hundred percent patches. He is five hundred percent patches, yeah, and I, it's great what he does to you. <laughs> what can you can you can you describe that? Because I, I hadn't had a chance to finish it, and I uh, will probably oh. just keep playing Zelda. What what, what ends up happening? So it, I know that you talked to him several times, and then you have to solve the riddle, the oh the humanities riddle. Okay, so that's that, not a riddle. That's just bullcrap. That riddle is: you walk down the stairs, use one of the. Uh, the branches, right. and right. you turn right. into a humanity and walk back up, and then it unlocks Sometimes. that path. Sometimes, oh it, well, it yeah, for me you on have the first to. Shot. Yeah. I had to do it three times, and then I got it. So that's cool. I was you have to be in the swamp when you use yes. a million or one of the branches. Yeah. Like if you're you on the to, land, it, it it'll just turn you it into something work. different. Yeah. And you walk at like a snail's pace. It takes like fifteen two, minutes. It takes like <laughs> two. It is. It is Alice. extremely cute, though. Like walking it's around with so the humanity cute. sprite. Is I, very I was adorable. like, I was like, oh, look at me! I'm so cute. Look at my guy. My guy. I guarantee so you that there's some co-op players um, summoning four people in and waiting for and let's just clearing out the whole area and then turning themselves into humanity sprites and just looping around to make funny YouTube videos. <gasps> I guarantee you that's happening. I right bet now. that's happening. You should be doing that right I'm now. I'm gonna do that. Do. We should do that right now. In the podcast while we're talking. We're gone. Yeah, right now. <laughs> But uh, you find him in shoot. I don't even know the area names. I gotta scroll through here. It's in the uh, shared grave. He's somewhere. Well, okay. Did you find him in the swamp? I found him he's in the out, swamp. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's in this like tower. He's like, did you find the monument? So when you find the monument, you go back and tell him, and then that's you okay, next that's meet what I him. Done yet. Okay. Yeah, you have to tell him where it is, and then you meet him in the shared grave. And he's in his classic patches squad, and he talks yeah. to you, and he's like, "There's some treasure. You should take a peek over the ledge." And I'm just like, "Hey, I don't want to peek over that ledge, but I'm gonna do it because you're my guy, Patches." And in true Patches fashion, he boots you off the ledge and laughs at you, and then walks off. Mm-hmm. So it's just Patches. He, you just, you, know, do you just die, or is there you don't die. You you just you look up, and then he has a spiel like he's just he's got some really cool dialogue i thought for him and then he just kind of laughs as goodbye and walks off and you don't mm-hmm. die like you don't get penalized for it at all it's just like his farewell i think that's kind of cool. pretty cool because yeah patches i really is the true hero it. of dark souls and patches is the number one callback <laughs> yeah. right like he's been in literally yeah every he's been game every game two. so um like it's uh, yeah I, that that's totally fine to me yeah, uh, yeah it was really great see my problem with finding out that puzzle is there was a stupid, like, you know, people put messages right in front of things. And yeah. so I just saw the message and say, only if I had a gesture is what it said. And I was like, I had mimicry and I'm like, what? <laughs> well, well, yeah. And then I couldn't read. I didn't see that it was a, a, a button. I couldn't see the message that actually says on the wall. Like, cause uh... yeah. Yeah. You can switch. I probably just didn't click that. It was two things I could switch across and read the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's I guess you know once you once you make your way past all of these angel turrets and all of these poison to- poison toxic swamps and you've gotten mm-hmm. you know past this desert sorceress NPC and you've fallen off of a bunch of things to <laughs> try to get to 
you know, mm-hmm. try to find to be, find a way to kill all these angels, and you've also fallen off places that the game keeps telling you to fall off. Uh, you eventually get to your first boss, which is uh, the it's not the demon prince to start with to start out with. It's the demon of pain, the demon of pain, and the demon and of demon from below, from from demon below. from below, heavily implied to be the demons that uh, Prince Lothric's older brother went and uh, tried to fight way back when yeah. in the main game, the which is cool. That crippled him. So. Yeah, this is a that's when I heard that that could possibly happen that there was a dragon, like a demon down below, and like the, the you know the Prince Lothric da 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 da, and I was like, okay, cool, this is neat. Like I'm into this. Um, unfortunately for me, this boss fight just doesn't really work that well for me. It's so cool. I, really Nikki, Nikki, I, know, you're, I know you're way more positive on it than I am. <laughs> um, we have two pretty enormous like screen-filling uh, monsters that you have to deal with. One blows fire, one blows toxic. They both have two full HP bars. You have to deplete both of them. They're when awful. You de- when you deplete the first one, the second one gets whatever power that you've killed. So you started with one with fire, one with toxic. You're going to go to one with fire and toxic. And then once you kill the second one, they resurrect into the demon prince and you have a whole third creature to fight because yeah. this is Dark Souls 3 and everything has to have multiple fucking phases and multiple and you HP do bars. a lot less damage than you did to the other two. God, yes. He's all beefed up, which is great. And he has area fixed attacks. Um, yeah! I, I, I was really frustrated by the time I got to this point because of angels. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I wasn't feeling it, and I was like, this is crap. It's too hard. <laughs> but then I tried it a few times, and I actually really liked the first phase with the two, and it became Agreed. quite manageable because mm-hmm. they de- like one of them de-aggros. So it actually gives yeah. you room to fight, and so I could clear out the first phase quite it's, easily by myself. It's really but, awful when they group together because I've helped a couple hosts where both of them just – group right next to each other and that's where it's like oh god you can't do anything when they're at that close you need to like back way the heck up and get them split apart yeah. so you're not getting beat on so i actually did the I did the first phase by myself and i felt really proud nice. of myself and then it respawned and i was like oh, i'm done <laughs> <laughs> and it's so, when i yeah. summoned i summoned the npcs and they were enough i summoned gale yeah and was it must was a lap must have been yeah lap. it was lap lap yeah, yeah. Cliff, what did you think? Yeah, I, I'm on the same boat as Vader. Like when I first went in there, I um, first go, I managed to take down both of Pain and Below, and I was like, "That's really, really cool." And then they transformed into fucking knobhead prints. I was like, oh, "Fuck off, from <laughs> seriously." That's, that's that's what's in the collector's edition guide, y'all. Yeah, yeah. I, I thoroughly enjoyed phase one with the two demons that alternate one gets knackered and the other one transfers the power over and then they combine i really really enjoyed that fight it was a fun fight until put in the demon prince and it's like well i've just had a marathon of a battle and you're just gonna give me another one thanks for that yeah yeah. i just want to point out it sounded like you said the the demon of pain and the demon of blow (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, that's funny especially when you call the next one a knob um <laughs> there are, it's like some fnm dungeon of dark souls plus you're busting out all these bad puns uh, oh, no, <laughs> I know, it's just like last week now this week oh, <laughs> oh i think i said this to you jeremy when, when we played the other night for a little bit um this would have been a 
way cool fight if they did the Ornstein Smo thing where you killed one and then you got the Demon Prince at yes. that point. Mm-hmm. That would have been, I think I could have dug that. Um, and a little bit of less aggro, like I, this DLC is quite bad with it. A lot of enemies or bosses, well, the two, the dragon and this one, flying out of your reach so you can't actually do damage. Like, mm-hmm. Just the worst. Like the whole point of this game is you're supposed to be able to hit the enemy to kill them. If you can't hit them because they're flying, it's no fun. Uh, so I think yeah, less less jumping, less flying would have been good for this animation. But visually cool and very cool boss boss arena. I like the 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 aesthetic of them smashing the the ruins that down here was kind of cool. Like you hide behind them and he they smash through them. I thought that was quite cool. Yeah, I, I, I like the the setting, the setting, the setup. The, the music seems like kind of typical Dark Souls three boss music. Someone on uh, Don't Give Up Skeleton told me the other day that, like from the very beginning, Dark Souls three music sounds like it's the end boss. Like it's like the very first yeah. boss you fight sounds like you're fighting the end boss. And uh, like, so bad. yeah, that's it's. There's good DS, DS three tracks, but like I don't think any of these three tracks are particularly memorable in the game, uh, which is kind of a bummer. But this. This fight is like I I drop down here and because it's yet another dropping thing like you drop off of a ledge to get into the arena. Um, luckily, there's fall protection of Ashley and everywhere, so you know whatever. Well, um, if you notice, <laughs> there's like this big uh, ring that's in the big things of Ash, like it's a, a protective yeah. seal, which like I tattoo, thought that was kind of yeah. cool. Uh, Again, they, they want you to make it to the end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ha, ha, ha. I just <laughs> the uh, I I had I didn't have much difficulty with this fight. Like the very first time I I fought it, like I actually got one of them down to pretty much no health, and um was right about to do a I staggered one of them, so I was about to do a visceral attack, and they got killed by the other one, which was kind of a bummer. And uh, did it again, and then typical Dark Souls fashion. Didn't do near as well the second time and just said, fuck it, I'll just summon somebody. So I didn't summon either one of the NPCs. I summoned a bud and, you know, it's that typical thing. Like he had one of the guys, I had the other one. They, you know, and then we both took care of our respective demons and then they joined to be the demon prince. And then we just traded acro like it was the old watchdog and from Blood Bowl. Yeah. And that was it. Uh, I don't, this, this, all of this leading up to this, like I kind of felt harried and I was kind of like frustrated by the Dark Souls 3 DLC. I was frustrated by the Ring City so far. It's, it's fine and I didn't find it particularly like super difficult. Like I didn't take me four and a half hours or eight or God forbid eight hours to get through this, this one section, but it took me, you know, a couple of hours to get through it. And, uh, I don't know, man. Like it just wasn't Earth and Peak showing up for no reason. So cool. Combined right outside, like with the <laughs> so cool. It's gonna be the title of the episode. So cool. Um, I'm sorry, I'm like Dark Souls three DLC apologist now. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought um, I thought all of us were gonna be super negative on it. So actually, uh, <clears throat> a friend of the show, Nicholas, wrote up a, a whole article, kind of not a defense of it, but a kind of a critique and kind of what he thought was the the, cool. or the strings. Um, but and we'll talk about that a little bit as we get a little deeper. So, like, I thought all of us were going to be so negative that we'd had to inject some positivity in it. So, I'm really glad you're here, Nikki, because otherwise we'd just be so there. on board with it. Like, <laughs> um, like I don't know. Yeah, it's it's okay. Uh, I, you know, I read the item descriptions, and it doesn't seem like it really does anything for the Dark Souls three story, unless like some lore masters get out there and start doing some stuff. But I. There's so much of the lore that's in Dark Souls 3 that's so... Um, Shit. 
not, I don't want to. I don't want to know shit. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just not it's good. like most of the stuff in Dark Souls One. You could, you could refer back to the. Uh oh. Oh dear. Who got mad? That was <laughs> no, in my house. Oh, Vader, oh, you, you, you throwing glass, yeah. Vader? You okay? Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm not is this why you're going to dog training later? The yeah. DLC. Got um, but there's so much Dark Souls 3 DLC that's not like, that's just conjecture. That's the word I'm looking for. That's like, well, probably blah, 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 which is one of my main problems with it is you could kind of wrap anything that you want to around it. Unlike Dark Souls 1, which felt like a book with the pages torn out so that you could make a yeah. good story around it. So getting to this guy and, or this, you know, boss fight, reading the item descriptions that you can trade the boss soul with and all that stuff just didn't do anything for me. Like I just, mm. I went uh, into this I, next section kind of going, okay, like I hope, I hope this the Ring City is actually, you know, the Londor or whatever, so I could go into or the Sable Church because I was really looking forward to all that stuff, and it wasn't spoilers. <laughs> yeah, I think one of the major issues with Dark Souls Three is it has loads of really interesting lore that aren't all tied together. It has loads of little stories that are really interesting, but none of it mashes together properly for one overall arc it's like they took loads of little bits and went oh we'll do that we'll do that we'll do that they're all great on their own but as a whole it just doesn't work and with yeah. that we're going to get into the actual ring city um can we, can we, can we mention the weapons so like 30 seconds that you get in this first area were pretty cool i want to use sure. my notes the, the aquamarine <laughs> dagger it's it's one thing that they definitely get right um, from Soft. They still, no matter how many weapons they've already given us, they seem to come up with new and cool stuff. Um, so you get the Aquamarine Dagger, which does this cool when you do the um, the what do you call it? Weapon stance, sword weapon arts. Art, yeah, you do like a little like flick, and it like gets longer and it's like turns to ice or something. I don't know. Is it ice or water? I don't know. It, the blade gets longer and it looks cool. Well, it says it Aquamarine, cool, like, so I would assume water, but I, I don't know. But it it's just a cool weapon, um, little dagger that turns into a bit of a short sword, and also the demon scar is a sword, the shape of a demon's like claw mark, like that they <laughs> behind that fire that works as a pyromancy catalyst as well as a sword, a fire sword. Yeah, it's so. cool. I'll never be able to use it because I don't have the stats for it. it it's okay. It's I mean. used it on my on my pyro character. It's not as strong as having. A sword and then using your straight pyro. Oh. But yeah, it's just cool that they've done that. I think it's just yeah. a nice. Um, yeah. It's cool. Those I, have, two mm-hmm. talk about. I have one thing to say about the demon prince. After helping a bunch of people, I realized that the order that you kill them in mattered, and that blew my mind. What does it change like, about the fight? Uh, if, if you take out the demon. From below first, you get stupid, awful fire orb demon prince, and then he does like this big spirit bomb thing, and it just hurts. It's hard to dodge. I have a lot of trouble with it. If you take out demon of pain first, you get demon prince, whose big thing is he does like a fire laser, which is really easy to rush up and get a couple of pot shots in on him while he just blindly fires. So what's... And it's just, I don't know. That's, that's cool that there is a difference. 
Yeah, that, I yeah. like that a lot. I like that. I like those kind of like weird things in boss fights. I got the laser yeah. one, and it was like that laser was so easy to avoid, and like you yeah, could just so run up and just it, smack him around a little bit. It's so much can... more mellow, so it's it's almost like he does come at you very furiously, which I. He, they both do, but not having to worry about two fire orbs being summoned like the uh, pyromancers in the demon area. That's nice because those just stay there and fire like little things of junk at you. And that was annoying because I'd, I'd dodge one thing and get hit on my roll. So I thought that was cool. That I liked the boss much. a lot. I liked the music. It made me think of the Orphan of Coast. So that was kind of cool. Like, it felt like a bunch of different bosses I've faced before, I guess. Again, I like the DLC a lot. <laughs> so glad. <laughs> like, so glad I'm you're like so positive on it <laughs> to, to, to outweigh all of us negative uh, like, about it's, it. It's definitely frustrating. Like, I do get frustrating spots, and then I have to, like, get up, leave the room, and kind of be like, okay, now I'm messing up. Why am I messing up? And then I'll just come back and be like, oh, because I was being stupid about this. Well, not stupid. Just my timing's bad. My worst enemy is my own timing, always. So. Well, this next area is going to depend on you running through the area as fast as you can, even more than the last area did. <laughs> so uh, let me let me set this up, and then I'm very curious to know, Cliff. I sp- especially want to hear your very colorful language about this next area. Uh, <laughs> you, you you find a bonfire in the Ring City, and you kind of get. Um, we we get our old friends the gargoyles that bring us over here, which is always a good spot, right? Like the gar- gargoyles that you never see anywhere else in Dark Souls Three, except when they need to Uber you from one place to another one. Um, I, I had a joke about goober goyles, but I just don't quite think it works. But no, no takers on that. Okay, nobody's laughing. I'm just gonna move on. Um, you get to the bonfire and you see kind of in the distance this huge giant thing, like chanting or whatever. And uh, you realize it summons a, what I would call a legion of archers, like what, like thirty or forty but, of these like phantom archers. But not even just phantom archers, Jeremy. They're ruined sentinels. Oh yeah, they are totally They're ruined, ruined sentinels. sentinels. Yes, yes, I don't, I don't get that. Like, why? <sighs> I love it. I love oh, it right. so much. Boy. Like, did you read the item descriptions? Like, it says that you know. In other kingdoms, the blah 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 blah. It was well, great. No, I wanted, what is the blah 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 part? Like that would be the. I'm, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna find it. Okay, that's on the show notes, probably. Oh yeah, show notes. All right. Is it the rule set? Wow, you really did a. You, I didn't realize you had all the links in here too. Yes, I got all the links. <laughs> you got all the links. Okay, cool. This is great. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna read it. I didn't realize well, you put all the. I thought you were just made a table okay. of this stuff. Okay. Armor of the company of knights who were sent to the city on a king's orders. The knights sought the dark soul, but were so soundly crushed, they had little choice but to swear themselves to the judicator giant. The ill-fated company was later immortalized in a dark fable, inspiring the aspect of certain golems in whom their name lived on. <laughs> I love it. That's pretty cool. I like that. It's so neat. I hated the Ruin Sentinels so much. In Dark Souls 2 until I like I spent days getting good at fighting them until I could solo that fight and then I would help people so they became like my favorite for a while 
Yeah, I did. They each had different names, and then they were golems in the castle, and I just, oh, them's my boys. It's Huey, Louie, and Dewey with the names, right? Yep, that's exactly right, 100%. I I do remember doing the Two Humanities Challenge. We had a solo all three down the bottom. Like, you couldn't kill the first one up top. You had to jump down and fight all three down the bottom. Yeah, that's hard. That was fun. It was a new game plus two, so. Ooh. That's awesome. Um,. Yeah, so this this giant summons all of these ruined sentinel archers, and um, as I said before, it's like twenty or thirty of them, and they are like they shoot very quickly. You can't kill them, and then um, they shoot like three times, and if you get hit, like it's going to do a pretty significant damage. And if they if multiple ones hit you, you are gone. You're dead. And uh, it would stun me if I got hit once. I was dead because they would stun me. Pretty much, yeah. I That's wasn't getting stun locked, but I was. I was. I, I keep a fairly low armored weight setup, like, and I don't. I don't mm-hmm. wear heavy armor at all. But um, but yeah, these dudes like you can't do anything except to run past them, and uh, you can you, you can stop it if you manage to get all the way across this this long path and kill mm-hmm. the judicator giant. But yeah. um, there's conditions where he, where he will respawn. And even while you're trying to kill him, he's spawning dudes in. Like he, not only does he summon the archers, he can summon some melee people in. Like this uh, dude with a giant hammer that will immediately end you, and it's incredibly frustrating. That's that's my biggest issue with this. Like I think it's a really cool setting. It's, it's a throwback to Demon Souls in some ways with the the, the arrow wall um, that you die if you walk into. Uh, so it has a, it's a similar kind of. Yeah, I like the setting. I like the set piece. It looks cool, and the concept is pretty awesome. It's just when you get to him, the Phantom should stop. Like, yeah, that's that's basically it. Like, you've done the challenge now. You should just be able to fight the dude. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, I did kind of cheese him. Um, how did you cheese him? Uh, so there's a drop down from like the. Third safe spot, yeah, and it'll bring you up and around from the right. And so, uh, oh wait, no, that's not at all what I did. Never mind, that was the second time. Uh, so I made a beeline for him once I got as far as you could go in cover. I just kind of waited for the little pause, and he started summoning a dragon head, which made it really yeah, that's weird. Cool. <laughs> but, but I think I lucked out with that one because it changed the interval of the archers. So right at the end of the dragon head, I would book it. And so I got up behind where he was sitting and he just stayed seated and I could clip him and then walk behind this, where he was sitting and the archers couldn't hit me. And sometimes they could. So I would just use the gesture where you curl up and I'd wait for them to stop. And then I'd poke out and smack him and he would summon a guy with a big uh, hammer. So I just have to avoid that dude. Cause if he's summoning the hammer guy, he doesn't summon the archers. Yeah. And it took me, Oh God, it took me like eight hits. And I think he was done. So it was pretty good. Like I cheesed him so hard. It was great. <clears throat> it, it took me about six attempts to actually getting to him maybe yeah, more it was before, before I because it would always be random what his, he was summoning like mm-hmm. you get to him I got him down like 90% and then he'd summon archers and you can't see them because they're behind yeah, you and you just bad. get pelted I, named, I didn't know his name to start with so in the show notes and the under enemies I called him dickhead phantom boss man <laughs> excellent good, good job <laughs> that's the best name his name is Judicator Accurate. Argo yeah and he, it, it, what, four times? 
Yeah, he's an Including the boss fights? Yeah. Yeah, four, yeah. Because he's, he's in two spots, and the swamp is just stupid. Just so annoying. Cliff, how did you find this this particular area? Blech. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fucking utter... I thought he was completing out of bullshit. It was so cool. Um, the, the thing is, I agree with Charles on that one. Like When you get to him, the, the summoning should stop, and he should stand up and fight you. But no, he continues to summon those fucking archers. So, like, ugh, it's just, ugh, it's, I didn't, it's not nice. It's not nice. They, 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 yeah, they need to, um, they need to, yeah, just stop. Just please stop. Like, I've already done Metal Gear Solid running and hiding all the way to get here, and now I've still got to do it whilst trying to fight you. And then eventually you stop and you try and fight me. I, uh, it just doesn't feel like Dark Souls. Yeah. And again, that's 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 where I kind of come down to it. Is it? It I felt like by this point I was actually kind of having more fun with it, but uh, but boy, did it not feel like actually playing Dark Souls. Like I wasn't getting those those good Souls feels from this. Um, and like this whole next section is just a a fucking trial of just patience and energy, and I just hate it so much. I hate all of this next section. Once you get past the Judicator, you get kind of into the, the ringed city proper. And we're introduced to uh, some more hollows that, you know, some of them have curse for no fucking reason. Like, they just have curse. Like, they have curse crystals all up in them, and they give you curse, which is boring. Um, and then you get introduced to, um, you probably have, because you're a smart guy, Vader, you probably actually have the name of the enemies in here, right? The, um, yep. The Moaning Knights. The Moaning Knights? Is that or the Ringed called? Knights. Probably the ringed knight, the one with the dark ringed sign knight. on their armor. Yeah, yeah. The, the dark race, um, which is cool. The dark, dark sign wraiths is what I was calling them in chat with people. So maybe that really <laughs> the ringed works. Knights. Um, but yeah, you find the ringed knights. They have really, really cool armor. They have a glowing dark They're sign cool. on their chest. They they are really reminiscent of the dark wraiths. They all have I various. They are the dark race. Pretty yeah, much. Yeah. yeah. They um uh, they all have they're dark wraiths, so they're more human because that's why they have that seal of fire. They have the seal of fire, yeah. And all of their weapons have been like kind of sealed by fire as well. So they have these like huge, huge combo things that will just fucking mm-hmm. wreck you. They're yeah, so it. fast, you can't poise them you can't poise them out of it even with a high poise, like hyper armor kind of stuff. It's so annoying. Yeah, when they do that combo you can't stagger them at all it's it's brutal your best bet is just to try and panic roll away yeah you just have to avoid it and as a guy that doesn't use a shield um this this gets yeah this gets really really complicated because it hits in like a 270 degree arc around even the shield it it eats through so much of your stamina it's not worth trying to block it yeah see this is when i switched to i was using magic shield but generally i don't use a shield much i use a light grass the grass crescent shield and so using Magic Shield helped a lot, but this is when I actually had to switch to a heavier weapon because I just wasn't doing enough damage um, and wasn't yeah, staggering them at all. Um, yeah. Shortly after this, we're introduced to uh, another enemy type, which I guess is the Moaning Knight that you have here. These look like our, our friends from the main game, uh, the Pilgrim Dudes. And uh, yeah. you, you can even, even knock them onto their turtle backs, which is really funny because <laughs> just There's... I don't know. Stupid clerics. Fuck yeah, off, magic they're, users. They're stupid clerics. <laughs> they uh, they have this like weird spell that um, creates like a, basically a pain button underneath you that gives you... Yep. Um, luckily, they're pretty easy to, to do away with and avoid, but the problem is 
they're positioned throughout the level where they can cast this thing on you, but you can't actually get to them sometimes without going through like several enemies in between. So there's a section in this tower uh, that's coming up where there's several of these things at the very bottom of this three-tiered thing, of this three-tiered building. There's another one of our um, Dick Wraith Knights, this time with a spear. Um, and then there's one oh, on the middle ledge, which you can't actually get to unless you, yes, like, fall, you fall and drop on the thing and then drop into another thing. Like it's, yeah! So, like, it, which is fine, which is totally cool. That's, that's kind of Dark Souls as hell. But it puts you in a situation where you're fighting multiple enemies that can cast a spell from you way far away. And again, it's just... Cliff keeps saying that it's like it's not Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> like I, I feel have, like at this point, I just I just literally would run past everything. I have a pro tip: slumbering dragon crest ring because <laughs> they don't notice you, so you can just walk around that top of the tower and take them one by one, and then go down and take care of the one, and then fight the guy, and it's fine. But like see, they give you that ring for a reason. I went through so much garbage with that ring because i was like i don't want to fight this guy i don't want to do this like through the main game which is fine so the this this leading up to this area was actually the the time i started feeling okay this is more like dark souls now i'm done with this arrow gauntlet it actually felt more like dark souls and i was excited to see what was coming um but it was yeah so i didn't mind this section as much it's annoying when you die and the next section has run through it 30 times (laughs) oh my god and that's what I started doing with this section is if you just literally run past them, if you go, if you go to the bottom and you go out to the steps, which is our next kind of main like mm-hmm. enemy encounter space, you, you they just don't aggro. Yeah. Like you can just go out there and then none of them, you don't have to fight any of them. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it's just kind of a bummer <laughs> that these just, they seem, they seem to have designed these enemies to be like a fucking Sonic one, one level. <laughs> like you just run past everything. You don't have to worry about it. I don't know, man. Like, I just... I, I feel like that's, like, just souls in general, you can do that. Like, watching people play the first game, they just run through enemies and beeline for things, and it's like, that's kind of how this is set up. Like, okay, well, you guys, like, running through everything. I guess. I just... I feel like that in the previous games, like, there was... It wasn't so punishing to fight through these guys. Like, this just seems like just an excessive Estus tax at this point. Like, <laughs> You know, two nights, like probably five of those moaning nights, not to mention the yeah. hollows that we're kind of skipping over. Like, it's a lot of work. And then in our steps is where we're going to get the thing that Cliff and I were complaining about earlier, where you have three of these, um, what did you call them? Herald knights? Yeah, they're herald knights. Herald knights, uh, bird nest cool. face dudes that will Herod. aggro all at the same time. And then they you put gotta... an NPC at the top that you probably want to talk to because you're playing Dark Souls, but you can you just... get aggroed by the three NPC by the three asshole yeah, guys at the same you time. You just gotta wait for them to walk. Th- they go really far down the steps, so you just wait for them to go past, and then you slip and... by, and they won't go up to the top of the stairs. So you no, can stand no, there all day. They totally no, won't go up to the top of the stairs. <laughs> no, if they see you, they'll go to the top of the stairs. But if like just their normal path, they don't go up that far. Mm. So you're fine. While talking to her, I got that one came in and attacked me from behind. Right. Me he too. must have Same. seen you go up, you guys. Dragon no. Crest Ring. No, it's he, the best thing in this game. He definitely didn't see me go up because they, 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 they can't see you when you walk out the door. They're not there. Um, they, they might not have heads, but they can hear you. 
Well, not when I'm standing still. <laughs> yeah, this section is is kind of bullshit. Um, Nikki's complaint. Yeah, Nikki's, Nikki's advice aside, it's kind of bullshit. What? It's uh, I'm gonna go do it right now. <laughs> Liquid design wise, Turn it's off great. The PS4. Like Turn off the PS4. <laughs> <laughs> legal design wise I think this area is great like I th- the whole thing I think legal design wise pretty good it's just the it's just the enemy encounters um yeah even on new game and this is going to be my my central complaint with it as much fun as I had fighting the um you know the ring knights they mm-hmm. just have too much hp like several backstabs are required or or whatever like it just takes so much <clears throat> time Everything it's hard they're game. making you work for it which they haven't they I don't know. I feel like you can breeze through the majority of this game. And so now it's like, oh shit, I really have to work for this and manage my Estus. And so I'm running around with uh, my shield and ring that slowly build up my HP. And I'll just kind of chill out for a little bit. And Man, I it's, just... I don't know. It's good. I like it. It's hard. I get mad too, you guys. I just, I don't know. <laughs> I, it, it just, I think it's weird because coming on the end of like a bunch of uh, over the last DLC, which had some bullshit HP mm-hmm. bosses, and then coming after Dark Souls Three, which kind of doesn't make sense in general. Like I just, it it just leaves me re- like it's like okay, this is what you're doing with this series now. Like this yeah. is where you, you want to go, and I, I am not interested in this. What I'm wondering if it's because I didn't play the first game. Like I came in at two, and that game is all over the place. Like it doesn't <laughs> make so. any fucking sense. And so now I'm just kind of that's my baseline. And so coming to this, it's a huge improvement control wise. The story is yeah. kind of like you know it's bits and pieces. We're not going to just give you everything. It's like, okay, I like that. That's cool. I can kind of make my own assumptions here and there. And then they'll drop something and be like, oh, this thing that you thought you knew? Wrong. It's like, oh, I love this. And it feels like Dark Souls to me. So it's it's weird when you guys are saying it doesn't feel like Dark Souls. Like the panicked rushing, I felt that a lot in 2. So it's bringing me back to like my first experiences with Dark Souls. I always felt in the other games that um, I didn't have to. In this, I kind of felt like I had to, otherwise I wouldn't be getting through the area. Yeah. And that was that was my issue. In the other games, I, I could actually probably get through with fighting. With these, it, it, weren't, it just wasn't happening. Yeah. This is the thing, I can't level up anymore. Like, it takes so much souls to level up now, and mm. it doesn't do anything to my stats. I've got 40 strength, 40 dex. Like, I do as much damage as I possibly can because there's just nothing else to put my stats into. So I just started doing strength (laughs) Um, (laughs) because there's no point in doing any of the other stats at at a certain point. Like, getting 10, like like three hit points for a level. So I can't, I don't know, I can't get any stronger. Like, (laughs) it's just, yeah. The, um, we should, we should mention in this area too. There's a uh, there's yet another Dark Souls two reference that feels co- totally out of place. Um, <laughs> like if you go kind of around this like side path uh, past another ring wraith guy, um, you get to a an invader who, I mean, is basically Alva, but is named it like is. it's is named something of the Seeker, like some sort of Seeker of the Sins it's or something. Seeker of the Spurned. Seeker so. of the Spurned. Yeah, it's definitely Alva. Like it's even Alva. Though, even though Alva was already in Dark Souls 3 as a totally different invader named Alva, it just doesn't. Why, though? Like, I feel like that could, that you could rename the Ring City Why, though, and, like, it would make 
Like, ugh, I don't know. I don't know. It is weird that they they changed his name. Yeah. That's an because in- yeah, th- he was just Oliver. Or yes. was, yeah, what was I just it? killed that dude. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but he's guarding the um the witch set from Dark Souls Two, which legit happy to see the witch set in Dark Souls Three. So that was cool. But yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, and then the, the set it belonged to the witch, the one with oh, the one that was in love with Alva. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> that's it's got to be Alva. It's just such a weird. They already have that dude in the game. Like it's just a bizarre well, choice. Okay, here's the deal with this invader. When he showed up. In the game, he was Alva, Seeker of the Spurn, so they just took off his name and left his little title on instead. So it's, it's the same guy. Like, they aren't it's yeah, just this, being lazy. There's multiple, um, the Gister guy, he invades multiple times, doesn't he? Like, I don't yeah. know the same invader a few times. Just I didn't even time. notice. I just killed that dude. I was, I was too grumpy to pay attention. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, but you get the witch's set, which is interesting. If you continue down the stairs, we get to our swamp area, which is a enormous, thankfully not poisonous swamp. It has lots <laughs> of weirdo bugs in it. It's got another adjudicator giant that luckily, uh, if you kind of stick... the worst one. Yeah, well, to me, he's the easiest. Cause if you, if you just... rush him, he's easy. See, nope. I just, I didn't even fight him. I just stick to the outskirts and he doesn't even like aggro on you. Like I just stuck to like, st- I, I literally made a loop around this whole thing and it wasn't until you he... go up like that he actually thing that I, I think i got lucky like i rushed him that's the problem with him he yeah also that, yeah they all respawn but like Stupid. i i think i got lucky because i rushed him and then he just kept trying to take swings at me so i'd roll out of the way and smack him and then he finally decided oh i'm gonna summon the archers when he had like four hits left so i just comboed him to death and then panic rolled out of the archers I, I just had to kill him in the end. I just had to do like big loops, like run yeah. around him, whack him, and run around, and like just this ridiculous like flyby hit. It was so stupid. <laughs> There's um, and then he's respawned. So yeah, we, that's upsetting that he respawns. <laughs> we haven't mentioned it, but there's um some of these weird bug creatures will actually talk to you as opposed yeah. to attacking you, and they give you these kind of like lore tidbits about these people that have come before you, and um. They're very interested in the feast, as in the feast, like the feast is going to begin, like, you know, praise yeah. the feast, basically. Which is interesting because it sounds like people that you've seen in the game, like, try to seek this stuff out, right? Like, it seems mm-hmm. like there are they're people trying to seek the Lord's soul that they're, that they're talking about. Um, but it, I don't really feel like it goes anywhere that's particularly, like, it's just... All of this yeah, stuff, and, and I'm not I'm not trying to take anything away from you, Nikki, at all, because I don't want to. No, like, I don't, don't want to yuck your gum or anything. But no, no, you're fine. This, Go this, be harsh. This, <laughs> this stuff is like like it's tantalizing. Like it's a little bit of it's a little bit of of, of a morsel lore, like a lore morsel. That's a mm-hmm. that's a hard phrase to say. A lore morsel, but it's it really feels like it's that's all it is. Like there's no. Like it's like somebody saying like oh hey we're gonna have a steak later and then you get over there and it's actually just like a like a small little piece of steak like and you're like oh no 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 not a whole <laughs> meal like we're just gonna give you this one little bitty piece of meat on a toothpick and this I don't feel like anything this it really goes anywhere else and I'm not a particularly great lore person and I haven't done mm-hmm. a lot of research to look at this stuff but again it's just at this point especially I'm feeling like like there's a fucking silver knight invader in this area 
Yeah, he's an asshole. Using a, <laughs> using a hammer that you've like probably never seen before because Silver Knights have never ever used hammers before. But he was a friend of Havel, so that's why he has that hammer. But like, why even? Why have? Why though? Okay, Dark Souls Three did DLC you, Two. Why though? <laughs> did you find the uh, White Preacher head? I did. The, oh yeah, that's easily like, see, my that's favorite. That's cool. Hat. It's <laughs> awful. I hate hat. it. I love it. But like, yeah. it totally explains the bug dudes. I, I love it. They they. They entice people to come to the abyss. They're like, hey, man, we got the cool stuff. You should come here. And then people just get stuck there and die. Well, like, yeah, what, what it says, is, it's quite funny because it talks about how they are supposed to be, like, praying or calling people, preaching to bring people to the dark city. Yeah. It's supposed to be a sanctuary. But it, but they're too worried about their own stomachs, so they just end up eating stuff. They just end up eating stuff. <laughs> and it's, it's pretty great because it's like uh, they – it's just like someone must rise to the occasion and restore the path of righteousness. And it's like, perhaps that someone is you. Did you not arise from the abyss? Did you not resist drowning in the age of fire? Locusts and men are kindred spirits. So it was like, that's cool. That's, I don't know. It's goofy. I love it. So you're like coming to this awful swamp and yeah, I don't know. And again, this is all cool. But, like, what, like, I don't feel like this ties to anything. I don't feel like none, any of this is leading to a big purpose for the DLC, like, for the ending of the DLC or anything. Well, that's that's part of my problem with it. It's, like, the the kind of the summary of the DLC talks about how we'll find this, uncover the secrets of the past. We kind of more just... <laughs> Yeah, we we kind of conclude the the first DLC, which I think is a cool touch. I, I kind of like that. I like how they tie together, and um, but I don't really feel we get answers of the past. The only thing that I find curious is that now we're talking about pygmies as plural. Yeah, it's not. So there there was no singular pygmy. Well, and there so was Manus, a singular pygmy, wasn't there? Manus is not. Manus is just one of the many pygmies. <laughs> well, I don't know because I feel like. Someone, one of the locusts somewhere said, or I don't even know. Someone said something about there is the pygmy, but then there's the pygmies as a whole that came after him. But well, I could just at one point it actually specifically says in one of the descriptions saying that the pygmies found that oh yeah. uh, the Lord Gwyn or gave the Ring City to the pygmies who found the, the dark, dark soul. And while we're talking about pygmies, like fuck off with this pygmy bullshit. Like you don't, don't, don't reference this. Don't put a literal statue of Gwen handing a dark soul to, which, <laughs> which by the way is not a dark soul. It's a fucking covetous ring plus three or something. Like it's a right. ring plus three. Which ring plus three. <laughs> yeah. But giving like a literal item to like an in game item to a pygmy who's kneeling before him without like doing something with that. Again, yeah. I, I always yeah, go I back to this. Thing. Like, don't put Andre in the game unless you're going to do something with Andre. And this feels like that. This feels like, hey, it's the last time we're going to get to talk about Dark Souls. Let's talk about the it, pygmies. It is weird that they're bringing up all this stuff with the pygmies and then they don't actually tell you anything, anything about them. at all. But it's, I think it's just like implied that there's the furtive pygmy and then there's all the pygmies that were kind of with him. Like Manos did find the Dark Soul, but there were more like him. Like he wasn't just this one-off creature. Well, in the in the intro for Dark Souls One, you can see multiple pygmies. Like I think, it's, yeah, in that, in that yeah, scene, yeah, yeah. I think you see multiple pygmies. But so, yeah, but, but Manus was the one that got the Dark Soul from Glenn, right or, or found it or, or whatever that whatever you want to call it. Um, I just again, 
it's just another callback and this is not to not to take any steez from Gary and, and Cole from Bonfire Side Chat, but like you listen to those guys and it's like again, why? Like why put the pygmies in here? Like you could tell a story and to your point, Vader, that this is wrapping up the ashes of Ariandel's thing. It is. Like we're we're gonna be talking mm-hmm. about painted worlds here in a few minutes and shit. Like we're gonna get to that. But like th- why bring up pygmies now? <laughs> like just have it be its own thing. I don't why have yeah, a, I, I, why have these weird cat statues of Kath and Framped around this place? I know it's so weird. Like it's the goofiest thing ever, and it's never mentioned at all. Well, I, I think well, this is the city full of pygmies, so I can kind of understand yeah. why. But I would like it to actually give us more answers. Um, I see. I've always thought I've never thought Gwyn as a god race. I've always found him to. I've always felt them to be self-proclaimed gods, and this has kind of changed my view how they've been doing this DLC. Is that they are actually a different race. Whereas yeah. I always thought they were humans who, with the power of the Lord's souls, became self-proclaimed gods. No, because, like, humans That's how came... I always read it. I um, understand it was that the humans came from the pygmies, so, like, well, there's yeah. three different types. Like, it's no, all yeah. just kind of... This is yeah. making it separate, yeah. It's making it clear that they are more separate. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Cliff, are you are you are you still with us? We haven't heard your voice on this stuff after, for a while. Are yeah, you, uh, no, are you just kind of stewing here. in your own hate for this dark DLC? Yeah, to be honest, I'm just I'm listening to you guys talk, but like I I've, I'm kind of yeah, Dark Souls free. Like I, as I said, I like the individual stories, the laws all over the fucking shop, and they just they seem to be just throwing stuff in there to like oh look it's. Win, or oh, it's him, or oh, it's the <laughs> pygmies, it's, it's this, it's that. We couldn't be bothered to write some new shit. Here, have some old shit. I wonder how much of it's lost in translation. Like, I wonder how much this, the studio, the, the company who's doing the translation is like making our own crap up. Like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting to see. But I, I know, I know Vart does sometimes. He, he tries to do videos where he goes through and, uh, the, the translation stuff, yeah. Because it can't change a lot. Um, the, my buddy that I've been playing with, uh, the DLC, that got helped me get through some of the bosses, and I helped him. Uh, he's Japanese, so I'm going to have to have a chat with him and see what he, because he's got the Japanese version, see what mm. he says about the story. Um, I don't yeah, think we, there's uh, any trend, yeah. There's a guy in the uh, Duck Feed Slack that um, lives in Japan um, and will occasionally like come in. In fact, I have a. I have a uh, a list of things from the main game that he's translated to kind of show some differences and um like it there there's valuable stuff there but it, like it seems like they're not I don't think that they're making up stuff whole cloth like they're taking stuff from the text and you know translating it I really just feel like they just don't care about this story I really I, I very much want to stay away from calling from like I, I hate when people call developers lazy or that they're doing stuff half assed or yeah. something like that I feel like the people that work on this stuff really believe in it but mm-hmm. from a top-down perspective, you have to have somebody there managing this and making all of these disparate parts into a whole that makes some sort of sense. And I feel like, you know, at some point that is not there anymore. And so, like, okay, sure, we need we need something interesting for this statue going up to this this boss, which is going to be the penultimate boss of the DLC. Well, why not Gwen giving a plus three ring of whatever to a pygmy? Okay, sure, that sounds good. I'll model it. <laughs> like, without... <laughs> Whereas in, in Dark Souls 1, and I think to a large extent Dark Souls 2, and especially Bloodborne, 
all of those things really seem considered. Like in Dark Souls 1, when you find something somewhere, when something's named something, it's very, very important. But here it just seems like all of that's yeah. out the window. And that's the stuff that I really, really enjoyed about Dark Souls. Like that everything right. had a, a point and a reason to it. And this just seems like a hodgepodge. This seems like a stew. It was just uh, Titanite chunks everywhere, which is cool because it means I can play with the new weapons. Sure, but, yeah. That's, and that's all, but, that's all good. That's all good. No, I'm not worried about but that there was. There was, yeah, there was no real special items found. Like, most were just Titanite chunks. There were, I don't think there was any other items. Oh, I, th- I think I found some blooming blossoms and some uh, purple moss. Yeah, and you find, like, a new kind of throwing knife in the swamp. And you find, mm-hmm. you know, you, you find some interesting stuff in there. Like, but there's very could, few. Yeah, yeah. And I, but I just, I don't know, man, like. I mean, we we can keep going with this. Like, it, eventually, you, you go, you know, through the swamp, and you go up, and you find basically Calamite, right? Like, this this, <laughs> this is the part where the uh, the DLC really heavily starts quoting Artorias of the Abyss, because you know you find Calamite on the on the on a ledge, and in Artorias of the Abyss, you get you get another dude to shoot him down. But in this game, it's up to you to knock this dude off the ledge so that you can go fight him down below. Like. This is literally Artorias of the Abyss, and except this dragon is like super fucking hard, and <laughs> is like you do no damage to him with any weapon that I've ever seen. The, this this boss actually goes he was so hard when you knock him down. I, you knock him down, which is hard enough as it was in some ways, because he could one shot me with his laser if it got me. Um, you get down to the boss, and I honestly thought, do I need to go talk to the giant from the the first? The, um, from the main game and see if he can shoot him for me. <laughs> like, this just seems too hard. Like I honestly thought that because you see the white the white tree in the in the swamps. So I was like yep. maybe maybe. Uh, I had that thing I just, too because I, everyone that I talked to said that they ran past the dragon on the little land bridge, and I said, "Well, I didn't do that. I just got up in his grill and it knocked him the fuck off the bridge." Yeah, same. yeah that's was, what I did. And I was really thinking that by the time I got down there, like that would give me some sort of advantage, like no. because I'd knocked him down, like one of his wings would be broken, so he wouldn't be able to do any air attacks or something. But nope, it's just what you have to do. Like, there's nothing. Oh, can, can you fight the dragon down there without knocking him down? No, you have to knock him down to fight him. Because, oh, yeah, I went and spoke to Shira, because I knocked him down, and I was like, what happened now? And I went to Shira, and she's like, oh, you, good job, you knocked him down, but you need to go finish him off, and she explains how to get there. Um, yeah. yeah. It, was, it, was, it was an interesting dialogue thing. I thought it was kind of cool. Um, but, yeah, pro tip uh, that I shared with Jeremy, um, the Mercury spell works really well on him, the boss. Yeah, Mercury spell is I can't remember the first name. It's like resilient Mercury or something weird like that. Yeah. Um, but it, it's basically life drain patch from Dark Souls Two. So it creates this hurt box, and that anybody, including yourself, like that walks into this hurt box, it, they'll take damage. So since this dragon, whose name is uh, anyone, would come up with a name. I forgot it already. Oh, uh, nope. Okay, <laughs> does it move? Okay. Dark Eater Madir. Yeah, Madir. There you go. Uh, so. Dragon asshole man. Dark dragon asshole man is another good name yeah. for him. It, the city was cool, and the whole concept was there's a dragon that was um, warding off the dark, holding the dark abyss back, and it it, it ate him, <laughs> and it became corrupted by it. Yeah, so he's like a descendant of the great dragon. Arch dragons. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. the arch dragons. And he got you know infected by dark and all this other stuff. Like it's, yeah, it's literally Artorias. <laughs> Did you notice that? Yeah, like all these enemies have no eyes. Like their eyes are either covered or they don't have them. It's great. They do not have eyes on the inside, you guys. No, no. There's and you can even find like some some veils and some like um, yeah. 
some like eye covers and things like like a blindfold i think that you can find in the game like for your character which is kind of cool um i'm trying to think of where we go from here once you get past this dragon there's like a little area essentially right like there's like a uh, catacombs area that you kind of go through which is neat there's another invader um, I, I like this area a lot. Like this felt more like Dark Souls to me than anything else in the DLC. Kind of progressing through this, it, like it's a, it's yeah, a big it circle. Cool. So you kind of go upstairs and downstairs, and there's, I mean, it's basically the skeleton rooms from the catacombs, which is really cool. Like I, I like yeah. this area more than I've liked anything else in this in this DLC. Oh, we forgot to mention Ornstein. <laughs> oh yeah, we we totally forgot to mention definitely a person that's definitely not Orshin. <laughs> Well, it's the armor fashioned after him from the the boss. What's he called? Um, Iron yeah, Dragon from the move. from the Dragon Slayer champion or whatever Dragon Slayer armor. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a, that boss, and you get the and the, you get the the plume is in the patch. We mentioned that last week, and then the ruined version of this, the Iron version, has got like a burnt, crusty plume. But. Past this area is the is the second big boss, um, which is a PvP boss, which is an asshole. Um, totally awful. And this boss, you you walk in and you get the same speech every single time from the judicator because they have to have time to summon an NPC, summon up another player to come fight you. So you know you have to stand there for a little while while that happens. Meanwhile, a stream of painted guardians that are have like a stun lock combos and will constantly heal spam. I listened to Nikki fight this boss for the first time earlier today before we recorded. And, uh, she summoned in two people and they immediately got it on the first try, which makes me madder than I've ever we heard. Walked all of, I don't know what was going on. Cause the painted dude only summoned in twice. We got one actual person and, and then, uh, I think I just got lucky and had two guys that knew what was up. So the second, the painted guardian came in, uh, one of the guys was just constantly putting pressure on him. Yeah, so you so. had one person like kind of running interference, basically. Mm-hmm. Hey, before even they turn up, my problem was with the, the Judicator, Argo, Argo, whatever his name is, is that to attack him, all you have is his cloak in your face, and all you can see is cloak. Yeah. And then he hits you. <laughs> you can't see it coming. And you circle around him. I can't tell which way he's facing, which facing it's just cloak in your face it's just terrible we um the the thing is you don't actually have to kill him um in a weird kind of presentation format like once he summons the other player uh, which comes in a kind of like a dark moon vague thing um he 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 falls dead it's like he's given him his life to protect his princess philanor who oh, we haven't really cool. mentioned but yeah is is there Real quick, let's we can take a break. Charles, do you, do you need to go? Like, do you want to sign off? Yeah, I gotta go. Sorry, I want to talk about Gale, but I've got <laughs> I've got like ten minutes to get across town to 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 get to the dog training. We're not right across town. Next time we over. Okay. Um, so I've had I've had fun. The DLC is okay. Um, <laughs> I'm up and down with it. Cliff, are you still there? Or are you leaving? Or yeah, I need to go feed the baby. Okay. I pushed, it as, I pushed it as far as I could. Yeah, well, <laughs> a, a, as my avid fair silence on this show, uh, I'm normally quite a mouthy chap. It kind of says it all how I feel. I kind of feel I'm not even mad anymore. I'm just I'm kind of like disappointed and downtrodden. I feel <laughs> real sad. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So that's I'm I'm kind of with you there. I, I 
resisted wanting to dislike it and it kind of made me more angry because I, I really it's really hard to admit that I haven't had a good time with it because I really like that song. Mm. Um, and so there are definitely some shining moments in this, but there's just, yeah. the bosses just need less HP um, and do less damage. Like one being one-shotted is just a joke. But I guess Nito had some one-shot abilities at times. So, oh well. But yeah, I'm going to go. Thanks, everyone. Have Bye fun, uh, Nikki and Jer- uh, Jeremy, finishing off for us. <laughs> Bye-bye. Cool. Peace out, and I'm sure you guys will finish up the show in great style. (laughs) We'll do our best. We won't disappoint. Cool. (laughs) Cool, cool. This PvP fight, I I don't particularly like that much. Uh, This is another one that, like, I think if this was an Ornstein and Smo situation, where, like, you just... Even if these two people had two boss health bars, like, I think it'd be better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've literally seen this this healer painted guardian summon guy get summoned in three or four times. So. That's ridiculous. I think I'm just lucky. I don't know what's going on. Like, it, it wasn't an awful fight. It was like the Looking Glass Night, which was like it was easier than the Looking Glass Night fight. The fight was a piece of shit. Like I hated that fight so much because. It summoned guys in, and it was like, this is stupid. I don't want to fight other people. This is dumb. I hate this. But this one, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I'm, like, the least bitter about this DLC, and it's weird. <laughs> like, I usually get so mad at Dark Souls when I, like, hit a wall and can't beat something. But, like, even the dragon, I'm stuck on him, and I hate it. But it's like, oh, well, golly, I'll just keep having to try, and eventually I'll get it. Like I yeah, don't know what's going on. This is weird. You were you were more receptive to this than I've seen just about anybody. Um, yeah, so, like, which is a good thing. Like I'm, I'm so glad the that they're, I'm so glad it's working for you. Yeah. Yeah, like every new area, it's like, whoa, where am I? Oh my god! Oh, look at this thing. This is bullshit, but I love it. And I don't know. Maybe I'm just in a different place in my life now, and mm-hmm. like I'm just enjoying this game for what it is. I'm not trying to like read too deep into it um it's it feels jumbled for sure like all the different like story things they're trying to throw into it but at the same time we're at world's end and this is everything just jumbled and junked up together like they show it to you it's just this massive heap of garbage and that's i'm not saying this is a massive heap of garbage but just we have Mm -hmm. all these things being thrown together and it's like they're answering some of our questions but in true souls fashion they're not giving us everything that we actually want there's always more left to be desired so i I can see that i just like there's this is the end right like this is the ending of the dlc and i guess let's let's go ahead and get there real quick so we can talk about this in the past tense but immediately after you finish this fight you go up and there's a bonfire you go up alongside a flight of stairs and we find Princess Philinor, who is the princess of this ring city, who they who is which has been created and kind of walled in to pro- to protect everybody else. Um she's holding an egg <laughs> <laughs> and she's got like a cool like mark on her face. Um I guess you were saying earlier that she's Gwen's daughter, like she's another yeah. kid of Gwen. She's I, I the youngest daughter. That. Yeah, that's Yeah. Oh. The I can't did remember we, who tells you. Why did why do we have a whole other daughter of Gwyn. Like, she's his daughter that, and she was uh, like, given to the pygmies, so they wouldn't try and like, mess with Gwen's Age of Fire. It was like, 
she's just kind of there and eventually someone's supposed to come get her and until then the church is just kind of protecting her but like no one ever came and it's sad like no one knows anything about her like who who the heck did i talk to that told me this garbage <laughs> like i'm so I'm, I mad like I now the NPC. did um was it I lap because i didn't do laps quest did lap detail no, you in on some of this stuff i never went back lap. and talked to uh the hag it might have been the hag i feel like she maybe told you mm. but who the heck even told me oh this is gonna bug me for a long time now <laughs> well after uh after you see her um you can go up and you can interact with her and that starts a cutscene where you you touch her egg which now that i'm saying that out loud sounds really inappropriate um, but you you touch this egg that she's holding and it starts falling apart and then um i'm confused by the egg too yeah i don't quite get the egg very much at all um is it a dragon's egg maybe like, it's a dragon's egg i don't i don't know I don't is know she maybe. a dragon like i don't freaking know no she's gwen's daughter like what what yeah so i love it everything fades out and uh we get like this cool cut scene and you realize that oh hey all of this stuff doesn't actually exist i'm in this huge desolate area like this has all just been like some sort of illusion um and yeah this is she was just keeping on with this illusion for some reason where in reality which uh, is kind of like what uh Guinevere did. Or Gwen or, uh, or Gwen. Gwendolyn, Lynn. yeah, was doing. I get them mixed up. Same, most times. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's very reminiscent of that. And we find out that Slave Knight Gale, who has been our buddy and who told us yeah. to go to the, the you know, ashes of Ariandol in the first place, has been, like, consuming, literally eating all of these, like, lords that come here to I yeah. presumably link the fire. Right to and he's or, been consuming them for their dark soul. Like they yeah. they say the word dark soul and it's all in lowercase in the subtitles several times. Like it's <laughs> what is going it's on weird. at the end of this DLC? Well, it's like they're it's like all these lords coming to the the princess asking her to save them. Like they have is are these all the different lords from the hundreds of kingdoms that have come and gone? Because time is like just this mangled mess in the Dark Souls universe. Like they straight up tell us that time's just convoluted and whatever. And that's the whole basis for being able to summon guys in is like you're all part of different planes of existence. So it's like, I don't know. Like, because they're crowns, they kind of made me think of uh, our old pal that like is gone. Freaking, what's his name? Ludlith. Oh yeah, yeah. Like he's he's gone. <laughs> he's totally gone. But they remind me of him. Okay, come on. But there's a so, um, yeah. as you go into this like huge open arena, and I know you haven't had a lot of time to spend in this, but like you can literally walk almost as far as the eye can see in this. Uh, like it's just like you can walk all over the place. But you do come across this uh, like corpse this necessitated corpse that looks dead but has actually like been dragging himself from <gasps> this thing with this really really evocative bloodline like going to like an area that's obviously a boss arena right and he, and he tells you like he says like he's trying to crawl to princess Philinor because the red hood is coming to eat them all yeah and, uh, you you walk into this boss arena and you get what is almost exactly a carbon copy of the intro for artorius of the abyss it's which cool. 
I'm, I'm glad you enjoy it, man. But like as a <laughs> as somebody who holds that DLC in, t- into a high esteem, like literally quoting that does not do anything for me. See, like, here's I, the problem: I didn't even play that DLC. Oh, I know, so I, I know. No like, idea. You're not a Dark Souls like, one person, so like this is your. Like, I want to be like yeah. I love Artorias and everything, like the the lore he's steeped in. But it's just like what? So but yeah, it's. Uh, it's literally that, like in the DLC and the Dark Souls One DLC, Artorias is literally like killing these hollows, and he flings one at you, and that's what starts the fight. It's wicked. <laughs> which is what happens here. Yeah, it's it's super cool. Um, the the fight itself. This is Slave Knight Gwen, or not Gwen. <laughs> slave Knight Gwen would actually be pretty funny. Uh, just Gwen as a slave, constantly being forced to open the uh, to reeling the fire over and over again. But uh, this is Slave Knight Gale. And he has been consuming these guys in order to find paint for, you know, the chick that we met way back when in Ashes of Ariandel. And a fight ensues, and this is yet another really high HP three-phase boss fight. The only the only <laughs> saving grace here is that the HP there's only one HP bar, so you don't have it's to worry about cool. him regenerating. It's like you get uh, to fight another old dude. <laughs> he looks like he, I mean, he's got a red hood and he's got like a gray beard. This looks Santa. so much like Santa Claus that it's ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous! From software saying Merry Christmas, Merry, Merry Christmas, Souls fans. <laughs> um, this fight progresses through. Like he starts as kind of almost like a notorious fight. He's he's very aggressive. He does a lot of flips. He's really fast. In his second phase, his his um he gets this crossbow that's basically a machine gun crossbow, which is annoying, but you know whatever. Um, he also starts using some magic and his, uh, the cape that he's wearing, his red hood starts, you know, as he uses, as he swings his sword and starts circling around. So that can hit you if you're going behind him. Um, in the third phase, or no, I think in the second phase, he, he also learns how to do the, uh, the magic boomerang things. Did you see those Nikki when you were fighting him earlier? Mm-mm. Okay. So he that might be mean and whipping yeah, around. That, that might be a, a third phase thing. So he throws out these yellow, like miracle lightning looking disc things. And uh, you can dodge them the one time, and then they disappear for a while, and then you have to wait, like, a certain amount of time, and they reappear and then come back to him. Mm-hmm. So, like, you kind of have to – once he throws them, you kind of have to constantly know not to go over there or you're going to get hit from behind. <laughs> <laughs> it's just – and then he does the uh, – then he starts doing the lightning thing from The Orphan of Cause. <sighs> oh, my God. It's a lot. It's a <laughs> lot. So much. It's – you know, I thought this um, – me and Vader actually did pretty good. Like, me and Vader, I think I summoned Vader and me and him just kind of walked through it. But at the end of it, like, I had no Estus. Vader <sighs> had no Estus. It was one of those really, really good fights. I'm dreading um, this. I, I summoned for, I got summoned for our friend Lurker. Um, and me and him fought it, like, 20 times. And just, oh I mean, I have a screenshot that um I, I'll send you, Nikki, because it's so awful. It's, yes, please. It's, um... It's literally us dying when he has just the, the smallest. No, the magic left. pixel. <laughs> he has the magic pencil pixel of health, and I cannot. Oh, oh, it's so frustrating. Let me see if I, I can would find cry. It I would cry. That's gonna happen to me, and I'm gonna start bawling, and I'm gonna message you, and I'm gonna be like, "This fucking piece of shit game," and I'm gonna be so <laughs> mad, and you're gonna be like, "Mm-hmm, mm, I, I tried, Nikki. I tried to tell you." Yeah, go go look in the chat, and um, I'll make a I'll make I'll make a link to this if if it'll. <gasps> oh my god! Yeah, it's it's that bad. Yeah, it's it's so frustrating. Um, mm. But we it's and it's it's okay. Like it's um, 
that's frustrating. But it's it's just it's just one of these bosses that like it just has too much high HP. Like I had at one point I was I was practicing, so I was throwing down my sign to get summoned with mm-hmm. other people, and I I kept I kept track, and we did ten thousand damage on the thing and did not trigger phase two. Yeah, like that's like at a certain point that's just ridiculous. Like I just don't. I'm just I'm so I'm kind of glad that it's done. Like I don't ever want to do this stuff again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I probably won't play through it a second time on the DLC. Oh no, that makes yeah. me sad. Like this is cool. It's brutal, but I don't know. I'm having fun. And then but... um, you you mentioned that you don't care about spoilers, like because you were yeah, you fighting no. this like right before we started recording. But um, yeah, you're fine. Let's once you do beat him. Literally nothing happens. What? There's no, <laughs> there's no cutscene. There's no. It's just over. It's just. It's not even over. You're just standing there. They warp you to the bonfire. <gasps> there's another NPC in the era area. Like this, I think that <gasps> Shira chick from earlier will invade you, and um, you can go fight her. She's got like a hammer and a cool bow. No. Like a cool lightning bow. There's nothing at all. You get you get the Dark Soul. But she's cool because you can summon her in to fight the dragons. So that's pretty neat that she goes with you. Yeah, well, she she attacks you like she's she's in a in a but different part of that arena. She yeah, attacks yeah. you and wants to kill you. Um, oh, that she's cute though, so it's okay. But she's cute. God, um, you get you get the Dark Soul. Oh man, and, which you can um, then take over to the painter girl in uh-huh. Ashes of Ariandel, and you can give it to her. <gasps> She tells you that she's going to make a whole new painting and hopes that Uncle Gale will be able to live there with her. So, but Uncle Gale's dead. But Uncle Gale's dead, girl. Oh uh, my god! And and this is the this is the big thing. Like this is what Charles was talking about earlier about this whole meta thing of you know uh, us rushing through it. It was just another thing to do. Like uh-huh. making this cycle into basically a cycle of paintings. Like making this cycle of um. Oh no. That's yeah, it's it's just been. Man, but what if the next painting is? Ex- yeah, exactly. Is yeah, Bloodborne? Is Bloodborne or Demon <laughs> Souls? Yeah, you can you can get into you can get into some craziness there. But God, treating, oh, that's treating frustrating. The game, treating the game by itself, like there's just none of that there. So. Why? Why would they just do? I mean, that's open ended, like they've been forever. But, ouch! I guess that's just mean. Ugh. And you can make, um, I think you can make his crossbow and you can make his sword because you do get his sword. Uh, yeah, his sword's pretty cool. His I've so- seen and his sword looks legit. It. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. This is upsetting. I'm excited to beat it, and then I'm gonna write up a thing, and you can laugh at me for being upset. I don't know. No, no I'm not gonna um, laugh at you at all. Like I'm, like I'm I'd is... be very interested in everybody's opinion on it. Um, we yeah. didn't have time for it this week, but um, and I. I, I was going to read some of uh, Nicholas's at Strenuous Orb on Twitter. He wrote up a, a like a summary of his thoughts because up until we started this podcast, he was the only person on Twitter that I saw being like even remotely positive on it. So yeah, he was really excited, and then like going through, I was like, oh, I see why he was. Yeah, this is cool. I'm right there with him. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I was really concerned that like the four of us would get on the mic today. All of us <laughs> kind of hated. Mad. And it's just an effort to, uh, you know, have something positive to read. I was going to read some of yeah. his article, but since you're here, no, I'm not going to do that. But we are going to publish his article as a blog. Cool. Um, as an announcement, Dark Inside has blogs again. <laughs> that feature hey. rolled out on Fireside, so now we can have blogs. That's awesome. So see, check the show notes. I don't have the link yet, but the show notes it'll be in the show notes, and you can kind of go awesome. click through that and read his description. I'm um, excited to read it. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll probably send it to you early so you can add your yes. thoughts to it. Um, but yeah, like what a what a just a whimper to end this series on. Like I don't. That is weird that they would end it like that. Like you'd think it would. I don't know some reference to Manos or something because he seemed like such a big deal yeah. even through uh, Dark Souls Two because you had those fragments of his soul, and that's what each of the DLC bosses were they were fragments of manos and now all of a sudden we're here in his flipping city and uh nothing nothing that's weird it's so weird like the especially since that they decide to the things that they decide like to this quote, is just, it's so bizarre like isn't this technically like this is the abyss we are in it now this is it kind of i don't know maybe not yeah, I don't. But it's something I, like I the abyss because you get all these, like all the, the awful mage dudes in the beginning. They're, they seem to be like the final form of like Aldrich faithful because they're like, God, the Merkmen. They're like murky dudes. I don't know. Well, now I'm getting sad, but I, I still like sad. it. I don't still like it. I still I, like it. I'm just. I'm going to be very interested to see what all of the lore people come up, pull out of this. Like I've been yeah. watching uh, Richard Pilbeam on Twitter. He does Darkstar's Frontiers, and um, uh-huh. he's not super positive on it, but he's, you know, he's thinking about stuff. And uh, you know, there is. Like it's cool. The one thing that was so prominent in all of the advertising for this for the this DLC was this like kind of uh, bell tower looking thing, and you can see it uh... often in the distance in in this last arena, but you never get to it. So. Like, that's kind of a lingering question. Maybe there's something there. I I didn't watch any of the trailers, you know, so I came in blind. So that was cool. Oh, this is just, I mean, like, this was in every single image. Like, if you, like, if you go look at it on the PSN store, like, you could see the tower in the background. Yeah. (laughs) I thought that was just the church tower that, uh, what's her butt is in. I don't know. I don't think so. Egg lady. Gwen's daughter, who is waiting for him to return. And I don't remember who told me this. But it was an NPC in this game. They told me. They said that maybe it was an item I had. I don't know. But somebody told me that she's Gwen's youngest daughter. (laughs) And she's awaiting his return. And the church is there to protect her. And she's there for a reason. I don't know. And now we don't even know what that reason is. Because it's all confusing. Coming out of Dark Souls 3, I feel like I know almost less than I did at the start. Especially with the way that some of the... DS3. Some of, some of the stuff in Dark Souls 3 changes stuff about Dark Souls 1. So Yeah, like they've meshed so many different things that we didn't have answers to, and they partially answer it, but don't give it all to us. Which is kind of cool. Like, I, I can dig that. It's just weird that there's so much that they're throwing at us. It's like, oh yeah, here's this thing. Oh, but wait, there's this thing. But now, each time you move on from one thing, it's never brought up again. I don't know. Yeah, man. I just, I can't I can't tell you, like, as a as a fan of the series from 2011 <laughs> and, like, being... I can I, see why this is disappointing. I, I, I've said this, sure. don't give up skeleton, it's dumb, but, like, I, I, my <laughs> life has literally changed because of this game. Like, you know, Dark Souls has literally yeah. changed my life. I, all of these people that I know, this podcast, my other podcast, podcasts in general, like, <laughs> all of this, like, Dark Souls was the thing that informed that. That's what started made, made me start a YouTube channel and start doing the haters blog and all this stuff, so... For it to end on this kind of note is is really depressing. It just makes me realize that like 
something that I've been thinking about over the last few years of just, you don't, you just don't need sequels. Mm-hmm. Like we don't need more than one thing as much as no. your body craves it, as much as sometimes they can we be don't good. Need it. We just don't need it a lot of times. <laughs> I think it's fun looking at these as their own separate thing with little pieces. Dude, I wish, along, I, I wish they were like, give me dark souls two. like it, give me the sequel to dark souls. Like, yeah, the, the Dark Souls 2 was to Dark Souls 1, where there were these tiny links and it didn't really matter. Yeah, see, that was cool. And that's kind of what I was expecting this to be like, but maybe they'd pick a little here and there from both. Yeah, but they, not they totally straight up. Like, here's direction. Andre and here's <laughs> you're going to go back to Firelink. And like that, I don't know. I didn't like that so much. There was too much like, like, I don't know, maybe they listened to too many fans that were saying, I wanted a sequel to the first one. Ah. So I don't know. But, okay, I found it, Jeremy. I found the item that told me that, that the lady is Gwen's daughter. It's the okay. uh, it's the banner that you get to take you into the Ring City. Oh, uh, drop, drop me a link to it. Uh, I cannot. Okay, no problem. <laughs> I'm sitting here with my, my game was on, so I just went into my Oh, inventory. okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is the name of the item? Let's start there. It's the small envoy banner. Okay, let's go look at the item. I guess I can I Google curious. it I'm at my computer. Here, I got a link I can throw at you. Two Except links. their link doesn't say anything. Okay. Yeah, this link. Oh, yeah, here we go. Yeah. The small banner used by envoys of the Great Lord Gwyn in the days of yore. Face the Rain Cliff and hold the banner high to summon facilitators to transport. That's your uh, gargoyle Uber right there. Yeah. For the pygmies who took the Dark Soul, the Great Lord gifted the Ring City an isolated place at World's End and his beloved youngest daughter, promising her that he would come for her when the day came. I must have forgotten to read the item description about this because, yeah, like, yo, that explains a lot about what's happening right now. Yeah, he just, he never came because you fucking killed him. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Gwen. I mean, look at, if you, when you fight Gwen, though, he's hollow as hell. Like, he wasn't going Oh, anywhere. yeah, he wasn't. I'll take a lot of responsibility for things in the Dark Souls universe, but not But Gwen. not that. <laughs> yeah, he'd already... And Okay, so this is also kind of cool. I just thought this. The old woman that you meet at the start of the DLC, she's totally uh, Prince Lothric's handmaiden. She has to be. Because when you come back, she you can find her ashes since she was a merchant, and all our merchants give us ashes. Mm-hmm. Um... I just here's the item description. I guess I can link you and be nice. Um, ah, well, no, I can't because I don't remember how to use Discord. <gasps> Where's Discord? Oh God, <laughs> you broke the whole <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I've broken it. Okay, why is this? Oh, there we go. Your image was in the way, and I couldn't figure it out. Okay, um, it's pretty cool. It's 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 just uh. Things that have dreadfully the run their yeah okay yeah things that have dreadfully run their course accrue at the great dredge heap. This old woman was once the wet nurse of royalty, and so that's kind of cool. It's like so, I don't know. You get the wet nurse's ring and stuff, and that's kind of neat. Well, I um, but you know, we should we should probably wrap this show up. I think <clears> so. <throat> We've gone a long time. We've gone a long time. We've lost two of our members <laughs> along the way. <laughs> I was half expecting you to be like, Jeremy, finish it out. I'll talk to you later. So I would have to finish it by myself. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, thank you everybody for listening who stuck with us this far. We appreciate it. We know we kind of we kind of rambled on a little bit about Dark Souls and lore theories, but I have a feeling that that's why you came to listen to this in the first place. Yeah. So thank you very much for everybody <laughs> for sticking around on this kind of longer episode. We really, really appreciate it. I want to give a couple of shout outs. Um, our, our friend and former guest and excellent lore person, The Lore Hunter, who is at The Lore Hunter on Twitter. He started releasing some YouTube videos. He's doing a yeah. Blood Level 4 and lore series of videos on YouTube. Um, go check him out and give him a sub. He's trying to get over 100 subscribers so that he can have his own custom URL instead of the garbage yeah. string of characters that yeah. YouTube gives you. Um, I'm going to put a, a link to that in the show notes. It, it, he doesn't garbage post. He's a really good follow on YouTube. So like, go definitely go check all that out. Um, also a shout out for a new podcast that our friend Jake Lionheart and former guest Catherine and also current guest Nikki have started. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, it's the salt report and we just get really salty about things and you'd think it would be like, Dark Souls 3 would be good fodder for it, but I'm just too in love with it right now. So, <laughs> and Catherine hasn't played it, so but I'm I'm looking yeah. forward to her salt when she when she plays it. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's you and Catherine and Jake Lionheart. Who, um, if you've been listening to the show for a while, we've included a bunch of his music. He's a rapper, um, and you know he makes Overwatch songs. He makes Dark Souls songs. Yeah. Um, he actually wrote a song called "Don't Give Up Skeleton," which is really really good. You should go hear listen to that. I listened to it last night. I'm still just astonished with how good it is. Like, it's just it's so great. <laughs> um, so go check that out. That's what's the website for that? The salt report dot fireside dot com. Something like that. Yes. See, I'm really bad at advertising my own podcast. <laughs> I'm failing. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah, the salt report dot fireside dot FM. Okay. And I'll include a link to that, obviously. Um, yeah. Oh, here it's. Jake wrote up a nice little summary. Three nerds dish out all their salt regarding video games, cosplay, and other nerd-related topics. Shabam! What's the website? It didn't work. What? Here, oh, I misspelled Fireside. That's stupid. How dare you? I know. I'm a dummy. Um, <laughs> to wrap us up, Nikki, where can people find you on Twitter? People can find me at Lost Panda. It's, it's a good follow, I've been told. I wouldn't know. I don't follow me. Don't follow me. Nick is a profile, especially if you like um, just the most, the cutest and most amazing stuff about uh, Fire Emblem that I don't have any idea with what you do. So <laughs> that's been a fun time. The other day she posted a dude that was holding a carrot like it was a sword. It was I ridiculous. No, I have no idea what's going on. In I hate game. that guy, but I love him because of the stupid <laughs> spring event they're doing. <laughs> Thank you again for guesting. It's always a pleasure when, when you're on. Uh, it's, been, very much. it's been great. This is like... I don't know. Happy birthday to me. Like, exactly. this is awesome. Yeah. I got to be on this awesome podcast talking for a very long time about a game that I loved and, and that everyone's really salty about. You guys <laughs> yeah. should come guests on the Salt Report. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if anybody's salty, saltreport.fireside.fm slash contact. <laughs> Hit us up. <laughs> Um, we lost Cliff and uh, Vader. Cliff had to go take care of his uh, child, and Vader had to go uh, take obedience lessons from his wife, is I think what he said. So Something I might, like that. I might be misunderstanding glass. that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> quite understand what's going on. You can find Cliff at, at, at Cliff underscore Goldsmith, and you can find Vader at VaderVanOden.com with links to all of his stuff over there. I've been your host, Jeremy Greer. I'm at JG Greer on Twitter. You can go to darkinsight.net to find 
this podcast, links to our social media, links to previous episodes. We have profiles for all of our hosting guests, so you can go check all of those out. And I think that's it. Thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next week with probably a little bit less salty of an episode. Um, I'm I'm crossing my fingers. I think I have a special guest that's going to come on and rave about how great uh, Persona Five is. So nice. to that. anyway, good night, everybody. Good night to everybody. Yeah. Wake up in the undead asylum. Locked in. Oscar with the key through the ceiling. Dropped in. So I make my move through the undead hallways. All of these undead, they looking at me sideways. I find a bonfire, so I set it ablaze. There's more than fire as I step into a haze. I feel regenerated somehow. And I'm wondering, what is it I'm gonna do now? I press forward through the grim prison. I can hear someone in pain, so I start to listen. With a boulder through the wall, a man fights death. But Oscar chooses to speak to me with his last breath Gives me an Estes blast and confides in me I might be a chosen a dead on a journey I don't know what it means but I know he's sincere And it's with his help that's gotten me here So with a bow I accept his gifts He tells me to make sure that I keep my wits Where I'm headed to and what's up ahead There's so many possibilities for the sun dead Don't give up, Skeleton Don't give up, it's a skeleton. Don't give up, it's a skeleton. Don't give up, skeleton. But I swing swift, swing cleave at the beast, do my best not to miss. My joints burn, my heart's about to burst. The monster attacks, but I attack first. The hellish creature bested, blessed with the key. Open the door, can't believe I'm really free. Walking to a cliff, not sure where to go. Without warning, I'm grasped up by a giant crow. My thoughts race, is it wicked or is it pure? Where will it take me? I'm not sure. I can make out larger and out in the twilight. I can see a bonfire just out of sight But the crow drops me front of the flame Just like the other bonfire, this one feels the same So I walk into that haze once again And I notice the man, is he foe or is he friend? Or is he crestfallen? Don't give up, it's a skeleton and Don't give up, it's a skeleton and Don't give up, it's a skeleton Don't give up, skeleton.